0: Tune in to the Neil Prenderville Show weekdays from 9am on Cork's Red FM.
1: And This is Mick Mulcahy in for the final morning before Neil's return. And uh, as we've done the forecast, I think we can say the forecast is very bright for a certain young man from Cathedral Road. Good morning again, Stephen. Good morning, Mick. Good morning. Uh, We never thought we'd be talking in this glowing terms today. Well, I know we hoped, uh, but we're hoping against hope. What an absolute cracker of a game. To be 3-1 up, to go 4-3 down, to, to have the steely courage to come back to 4-all and not to bottle it against the world champion. Wow.
2: He's, he, he's just amazing. He's just amazing, Mick. like, we knew that from day one. No matter how, how far he falls behind, he always just gets the strength to come back and he just makes us oh, I'm so proud here in Cork and Ireland and the world and, you know, I just not get no sleep myself. My sister won't let me go to sleep. I was just, was so proud of, of, of this young, young guy, you know.
1: As a proud dad, Stephen, uh, you know, who couldn't be there because of COVID restrictions, how did it play out for you? Where did where did you watch it with who? Obviously, in, in, in a small number, but but how did it pan out for you?
2: Yeah, it was just it was just a small number in in a veil and Blackpool. Can I mention the
1: veil? Why not? As long as you're socially distanced and
2: responsible. Oh, we're all socially distanced. I'm right? saying Quillen's back, Blackpool, and we, all the family were there. It was just, just one emotional night for us. I just, I just couldn't look at, watch Alan's last two shots and then I just went into shock. I know what shock is all about now because I, it was so real. I just didn't I, 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 didn't know where I was. I just couldn't keep coming off to me and looking well done, and this and that, and I had to win in, 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 in order in order in, order, in order the Tyler a few times, even though I wasn't going to the Tyler. I just had to walk around. To, is, is this right
1: Yeah, and and of course. Ronnie could not come back from. Uh, you know, there was a couple of shots after he needed snookers.
2: That's that's right. Yeah, it's just that. Alan was just kind of you could see by the way his reaction down when, when when he goes ahead, he just speeds up and it's just that he's just enjoying it so, so much, Alan, and then. We're just so, so proud. I just, I just can't explain how proud we are. And this, it's just great for this way we come to. We, we great sports people here. All the thing coming all over the city, and it's just
1: amazing. When he let slip that three-one lead against, you know, his childhood hero. Really, uh, he's not long out of childhood. He's only eighteen. Uh, but then O'Sullivan leveled proceedings and moved ahead. Did you think it was all over? Did you think Aaron had it in had it in him to come back?
2: I had to. I was saying if he makes a 4 one I, I I was fully sure he was gonna go on and be there and just one bit of luck and, and he, he did get a, he did get a bit of luck in that last name. And thank God it's a boy you know, and so him. Um, like his, his his name is out there you now, bigger than what it ever was and you know, I just come back to saying because I just can't explain how proud we are. Like we we just get emotionally so proud of our son see or what he's doing. And then I think everyone in Cock and also proud of Ellen, you know, he's just, just that kind of guy.
1: And where does it go from here now? For for Aaron is asleep at the moment, I believe,
2: is he? Oh, he's asleep in bed now at the moment. I tried to phone him a few times. Don't know, so no answer, so I, obviously he's probably had a late night now. And um, he's—I uh, think—he's on again today to o'clock against Matthew Stevens.
1: Now I know the whole world is looking to comment to Aaron di- directly, but hopefully we'll be able to do that. Um, well, of course, this all started last week when we had you on looking for his lost cue, <laughs> and, and then he then he progressed to where he would be taking on Ronnie, and now it's gone past that last thirty-two. Uh, in a world ranking, this will see him stay as a professional for his life, I would imagine.
2: Hopefully, that that, that was the main thing. That was the main thing. What well, I don't know, everything. is just him um, he has two years to, to get into the top 64 in the world, but his last three wins now is, is after boosting my I'd say record up into the 80s already, now you know, ranked 80s, 90s, and then uh, hopefully he continues. And um,
1: then, so, how does that work when you go professional? You have two years we, to get into the top 64, is it?
2: Yeah, you start out a hundred and twenty years, so you have two years to get into top sixty four. If you if you if you're not in the top sixty four you fall off. You fall off the tour, then new guys out oh, all the guys that were on before I fell off, they go through the Q school and various terms uh, within the world. What they win then they they come on then again they come on. So um so if you if I'm not in the top sixty four in the world they have two years after tour cards, you fall off. Okay. Trying to get your tour card back back.
1: Can, can I put it to you, Stephen, uh, you know, as Aaron's dad, he's obviously going to have a comfortable career uh, and a comfortable life as long as he maintains his standard. But as sports go, for the dedication and for the absolute consummate skill that's involved in snooker, it's relatively a low-paid professional sport.
2: Well, it, well if, you make, if you make it into top 12 or top 16 in the, in the world,
1: you, you can be a in there within mm-hmm. two years. Yeah, but it's not, you know, it's not like Formula One or... Uh, or no, soccer no, like no, that no, but no. You, you know you've got to work hard for everything that you do here and of course when when you're in that situation you have the the lights of the world you've got the TV cameras on you it's not just you and the other player and even if that's the world champion uh, you. I, I think Aaron would have known all of Cork was watching last night
2: oh he does he does of course yeah. he does he's like he knows that so he's just this, this lovable guy you know that everybody wants to know even before he became famous yeah. I suppose and then it's just that everybody wants a pay of them, and that's that, that's good. So they could be great if, if the war was like that. And in these difficult times, that we're going through here now, and um, it's just uh, like I, I I can't wait to, to, to put my arms around him and give him a hug in case. But I just can't. know, like you know, He's just the way it was. I'd love to go off and but I can't. Yeah,
1: and and can I put it to? You, he, he speaks very maturely for someone of such tender years. Uh, he spoke a very good sporting game. Uh, he really spoke, uh, I know he was kind of very emotional, was kind of holding back tears last night, but he spoke very maturely. Can I put it that way?
2: You're dead right, mate. You're, you're dead right, Nicky. Everybody is saying that from day one. It's just that... Like, I, I was him once of twice and I gave in and but I, I, I can't give in interviews. i just just nervous, wreck right? completely. Argue. But I uh, think they, they just say, I'll just look at him and comment here. I'll say he's, 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 he's very cool. That's why his nickname is The Breeze.
1: <laughs> that didn't come out last night, but uh, I think it's going it's to be a, a big, big thing. For, listen, I'm, I'm sure you'll take great pleasure in listening to this. Uh, this is his childhood hero, uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan, talking about new players. Would you have believed all those years ago that you and Mark Williams would still be performing at this high level,
3: more than a quarter of a century uh, You know, after, after you first appeared on the scene? Um, Probably if you ask me then, no, but then when you look at the standard of play, then I'd say yeah, you know, because like I said, you know, even people like me and John and Mark, you know, if you look at the younger players coming through, then they're not that good really, do you know what I mean? most of them are like, you know, wouldn't even wouldn't even make they'd, they'd probably do well as half decent amateurs do you know what i'm saying well not even amateurs i mean they're so bad that you know a lot of them that you see now. there you just think co you, you've got you got to, i've probably got to lose an arm and a leg to sort of fall outside the top 15 do you know what i mean so that's that's really sort of why we're kind of hovering still around because of the uh it's just how poor it is down that end, you know? <laughs> it's not that bad. Well, anyway, well, thanks, thanks, thanks <laughs> Ronnie.
1: The younger players, and that's so good, really. I'd have to cut off an arm and a leg to fall out into top 50. Take that one, Ronnie. Put that in your box. <laughs> well, it,
2: took, it took a cockman to put him back in his box now,
1: <laughs> well, didn't Well done, Stephen. I hope you can get Aaron to speak to us here uh, on Corks Red FM because uh, I know he'll be up and uh, getting busy and getting ready for... An even bigger match, I suppose. Uh, it's a bigger match in in progression. Maybe not as big in stature a, a, an opponent an opponent as a world champion. No offense uh, to his next opponent, but it's going to be a hell of a day for for you guys. And hopefully, you'll get Aaron on for a quick chat with us before twelve midday. Proud dad, well done. Uh, and if you if you want to give a message now to your son, because we can record this for posterity. What do you want to say to Aaron? I, I, I just wanted
2: to, I just wanted to say to him uh, that, as he knows well. Well, was all—I was, I was just so proud of, of our son and what he's achieving in the game. This is what he always wanted to do, and um, it is coming true now. And uh, it was just just—we're uh, we very, very proud of, of our son Alan. and, and uh, he's given us such wonderful memories as such a young age. He is and hopefully, it
1: continues. Brilliant. Uh, my buddy lives in Cathedral Road, Jackie Lyons. Jackie, the bell they used to call him. He was a roadie with a who, and he was a quite famous resident of Cathedral Road. I think he's been kind of outshone today, and I don't think he'll mind.
2: It was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant,
1: yeah. Thanks, Steve. Thanks a million. Thanks that's Aaron's be. dad, Stephen, who spoke to us. Uh, that's three times in two weeks, so that's uh, a bit of a record. I'll get to the morning papers, but as we wrap up our, our two weeks on the Neil Prendival Show, uh, some more good news as well. Let's go to DJ Daniels in line five. Hi, DJ. Hi, how are you doing? Very good. Now, we had you on during the week, uh, and uh, you were interviewed live on air on Tuesday. You we were reaching out to the people of Cork, looking to come home kind of despairing with, with your lot in the UK. The response has been incredible, and uh, it, thanks, thanks uh, to the show, something good has happened.
4: It has been. The, the response has been phenomenal. Um, I had a call from a young lady, and she said uh, that her mother had a big house and was looking to take in a lodger. So it's a big country house, uh, as you know, I'm coming home on my own. My that's wife.
1: right, for the first year anyway, yeah.
4: Yeah, my wife and my son will stay here until he finishes his exams. And we've had several chats on the phone, on FaceTime and what have you. And it looks like I am all set, thanks to you guys
1: and Red FM. Well, look, if, 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 a, if a DJ can help a DJ, that's the code of practice, really, isn't it? So you're coming home on the 21st of October, and uh, really you're going to quarantine for two weeks. Uh, and then yeah. hopefully we'll get to chat to you, maybe up close and personal, if, if the current situation what? allows.
4: Um, well, I think I owe you guys a beer at <laughs> Red FM, because you know how difficult it is to get accommodation. Housing uh, is bad here, but it seems to be much worse in Ireland. And I was finding it very, very difficult.
1: If I'm honest, DJ Daniels, I didn't hold out much hope for you after our interview because I know the situation on the ground here. So I'm delighted that somebody had a kind heart and reached out because you do need you do need an accessible house. And might I suggest that when all this is over we can all gather safely again, that we'll get all the old radio DJs, all the pirates and all the uh, the commercial jocks oh. together and, and we'll sink a beer with you.
4: Wouldn't that be fantastic?
1: So well done. You're home on the 21st. A walia, DJ Daniels. Thanks to the Neil Prandeville Show and Red FM. We look forward to welcoming you home. Good day, good day. good day to Slan, DJ Daniels, welcome to Walia, Good day, Corky. Well done to Aaron. What an achievement for an 18-year-old Corkonian. I love Ronnie, but last night was the first time I was hoping he would lose. What a game it was. He's going to take the snooker world by storm, says Gemma. Hi, Mick. Great match last night from Aaron. Well done, young man. The last frame was brilliant and what a pink ball he potted and I had 10 euro on him, never in doubt, says Mark. Regarding Aaron, I was on a community radio station with him last year. After answering all the questions and the interview was over, he asked if he could say something. The presenter said, of course, and basically this is what he said. I'd like to thank my parents and all my family for the help and support they had given me over the years. Without their help, I wouldn't have gotten to where I have in snooker. And as a 16 to 17 year old, Uh, At the time, to say that without any prompting, it says a lot about him and his family. And if you were watching the interview last night, he did exactly the same thing. thanked his uh, family, his friends and his sponsors and uh, was cheeky enough to name the sponsors as well. So a fair play to you, Aaron, and we hope we get to speak to you on the Neil Prandival Show uh, before 12.00. Midday. Right now, it's 20 past nine. I haven't got to the morning papers and uh, I want to give a quick review of them. Uh, Virus hits asylum centre, says the Echo. Government puts lives at risk. The government has been told it's putting the health and lives of direct provision residents at risk following a COVID-19 outbreak at a centre in Cork. Front page of the Echo. Also on the Echo, no visitors or parties at UCC-owned housing. There's going to be a ban on visitors and parties at UCC-owned accommodation when students return to college next week and students who fail to abide by current public health guidelines around gatherings could find themselves facing repercussions. Indeed, I saw on social media this morning there's going to be a €75 fine for transgressions on certain practices uh, as outlined by UCC. While UCC has remained open over the past few months, many students will return to campus next week for the first time since March. And ahead of their return, UCC has published a new community charter which forms part of the students' and staff's return to campus induction. So watch out for new restrictions at UCC. Donegal moves to Level 3. There's a warning for Cork, Waterford, Louth, Kildare, Wicklow and Galway. Counties Cork, Louth, Waterford, Wicklow, Kildare and Galway have been put on alert following a spike in COVID cases that's seen Donegal move to level three restrictions. That's uh, the main headline, one of the main headlines in the Irish Examiner. Taoiseach Micheál Martin has made a direct appeal to the public to limit their social contacts as much as possible, stating it's only possible, uh, sorry, it's only we as a people acting together and holding firm in a spirit of solidarity that can slow its destructive spread. Uh, Those words on the uh, news last night from the Department of Health. Um... Donegal catch is the headline on the star front page. Pubs forced to close after four days or serve outside. Anger is level three in place and six more counties may follow. But well, the government does seem to be acting decisively. Socializing fuels new lockdown. Uh, as you may have heard in, in the news, the Irish people really have been accused of letting their guard slip. Socializing has been blamed for COVID-19 cases skyrocketing, skyrocketing around the country. Donegal, the latest county to be moved into a strictive level three. Lockdown. Communion parties fuel COVID surge, expert warns. Donegal now has the worst virus hotspot in the country. A surge in virus cases has been linked to communion and confirmation parties, a health expert warned, as another county faced into tighter COVID restrictions. Dr. Anthony Breslin, Director of Public Medicine, HSE Northwest, said cases had been linked to these events, as well as people traveling back and forth over the border. And indeed, I believe there's going to be some cross-border travel discussions and possible restrictions as well today. Of course, one of the routes to uh, Donegal is through the north of Ireland uh, via, uh, let me see, RD up to Monaghan and then into uh, Oma and on to lifford Strabane, Letterkenny, the direction. You can, of course, go up the west uh, and go through Sligo on the N17. But one of the routes, one of the popular routes... uh, does take it through Northern Ireland. Pre-flight virus tests at airport. Mary Corcoran is reporting in the Echo that the Dublin Airport Authority is considering establishing a pre-departure COVID-19 testing centre at Cork Airport. Locke Clown is the son's front page and idiotic pub owner, served a party at his bar while waiting for his COVID test result. Dozy Gordon Murray may have unwittingly infected punters at Unboharua in Elphin, County Roscommon. Uh, served at a party before his result and fury then after he tested positive. That's the front page of The Sun today. The mirror has four now on green list. The government yesterday removed Germany, Poland and Lithuania from its travel green list, leaving just four countries exempt from a 14-day quarantine for arriving passengers. Uh, this may not bode well for continued air service from Cork Airport because there is less and less places to fly without having to quarantine. The Echo has more beds to open at the CUH and Mercy. 34 beds are to open at Cork University Hospital. The CUH, after the HSE's winter plan with more beds, also due to open at the Mercy University Hospital. Fire atop a McCurtain Street building has been brought under control. Cork City Fire Brigade responding to an incident on a construction site on McCurtain Street yesterday. Debenham's workers hand letter to Martin, also says the Echo. Friday's Echo reporting that Debenham's workers handed a letter into the Taoiseach's Cork office calling for Micheál Martin to support workers in his own constituency. The Debenhams workforce has undertaken industrial action for the past 168 days after the company informed their staff by email in early April that Irish stores were closing. And uh, it's Cork teen Hill stuns his idol O'Sullivan. Snooker a report in the Examiner. We just spoke to Aaron's dad, Stephen, hopefully speaking to Aaron before the end of the programme. Aaron Hill claimed a sensational win over boyhood idol Ronnie O'Sullivan last night at the European Masters. The Examiner also has a serious bun fight, earns, uh, ends in a truce at a high noon hearing. Peace has broken out between Warring Cork and Dublin restaurateurs, in which a judge in the civil uh, Circuit Civil Court described as a serious bun fight and by no means just a storm in a local teacup. Son of a bun on McCurtain Street Cork travels specifically to the capital fully prepared for a noon face-down, with South Dublin rival Son of a Bun. The court heard that hungry critters from miles around Uh Son of a Bun on the Old Bray Road, Camantili had been mistakenly sending orders to Son of a Bun chefs in Cork for delivery of hot hamburgers more than 200 kilometres away. Barrister Freddie Gillis- Gilligan, representing the Cork-based restaurant, explained at the noon-listed hearing that the two businesses were involved in a trademark and passing-off dispute, and the Cork restaurant was seeking lawful restraints against Son of a Bun, Son of the Bun, sorry, using the same name, Son of the Bun, or any such similar logo. The court was told that Son of a Bun had a loyal following in and beyond Cork as far as Dublin and had 6,300 followers on Instagram, 18,600 on Facebook, and more than 2,000 on Twitter. He said that between May and June 2020, the Cork-based Son of a Bun had received a number of prepaid orders for hamburgers for collection. Having been prepared, they were never collected and customers had demanded refunds. An investigation revealed that those who had placed the orders believed they had been dealing with Son of the Bun in South Dublin. Mr Gilligan said there had been talks earlier this week which had led to the Dublin-based outlet agreeing to give sworn undertakings to the court uh, to remove all signage, hoarding and images on social media and all online material under the style of Son of the Bun. I might have called them Son of a Bun at the start of that, but uh, it's Son of a Bun in Cork and Son of the Bun who were told to restrict their actions online and their ordering uh, in court yesterday uh, Aaron Hill has given his own verse uh, has been given his own verse in Miles Gaffney's iconic Northside Till I Die song by the way and this happened very quickly uh, Miles Gaffney has uh, contacted us he stands with a cue and polished black shoes a writing on his waistcoat says singleton's super value mastered his craft in Hussey's Crucible he's cork snooker maestro Aaron Hill
0: The Neil Prenderville Show.
5: With Tesco, save time and shop online. Simply log on to tesco.ie.
1: And it's going to be a busy one. We have a family pass to give away for Photo Wildlife Park, and of course, it's Free Food Friday. We want you to message us or Voice Note who you are, where you work, and why you want us to pick you on 086 8104. 106. And uh, of course the prize is all important. It's Oak Fire Pizza from Princess Street, Clonakilty, and Bandon. We're going to sort you out for lunch, you and your team. This happens a week ahead, right? So this is uh, something that will be delivered to you next Friday and then uh, Philip Burke on More Music will check in to see that everything's going okay. But you're going to get six large pizzas with sides, wood-fired baby potatoes and garlic bread dips, drinks and homemade mini cheesecake tasters plus the compostable cups are all you need of the cutlery and napkins, all biodegradable that you'll need as well. You can check out the uh, website at OakfirePizza.ie. Oakfire Pizza, spreading the passion for real woodfire pizza since 2010. So you can get in touch 0868104106. Tell us uh, who you are, where you work, if you can, how many are working there. And why you want us to pick you.
0: Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 86 uh, 8104 Red
1: FM. Our first text on Free Food Friday. Wishing my husband Joe Hayden a very happy birthday today. And also my friend Siobhan McCarthy who shares the same birthday as him. It would be great if my hubby's office won the free Friday lunch as well. Hard working frontline workers in IPS groupage services in Douglas. Love the show Mick. We'll miss you on air says Sandra Dwyer. Now to uh, matters more serious and to Susan. Online one. Good morning, Susan.
6: Hi, Mick. How are you?
1: Very good. Now, everyone suffered a little uh, or a lot f- since the advent of COVID arriving in uh, our little island, far flung off the west coast of Europe. I would venture that nobody has suffered more than people in your situation. We've had companies who've mm-hmm. had to adapt, we've had bars that have had to close, we've had some mixed messaging from the government, etc., etc. But there's one very definite Rhetoric that's coming to the fore now. A TD has called for restrictions to be eased in maternity wards after hearing heartbreaking stories from women who have been separated from their partners before and after birth. That was Holly Kearns. We had her in extended interview with her yesterday, and of course, once again, it always comes to however hard it is for someone who inevitably has a happy ending with a healthy child, it has to be absolutely harrowing for for any woman who doesn't carry. The full term, and who suffers a miscarriage, and that's what happened to you.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, I suppose it was the May weekend, and we found out that we were pregnant, and like that, delighted, and we start making plans, and know we pregnancy test, and it's only two lines, but it still means the world. Mm-hmm. And um, like that, um, I had to con- contact my doctor straight away because I actually, I'm actually high risk due to my age and um, have two diabetes. Okay, and with the last two pregnancies I've had, I've had two on insulin during the pregnancy, Um, and they just keep an eye on me, and I get more scans than normal, and yeah, more doctor's appointments. But um, so, got the bloods done, and was urged to go to my diabetic nurse, and uh, she said, "Look, we get the ball rolling. We get you in and get you uh, scanned early, and see how we're going and." went for my scan and um, she said that then um, it doesn't look like the pregnancy is going to progress
1: okay um, so you were alone for the scan you're, you're, you're a high frequency oh, yeah. high frequency appointment in healthcare anyway because of your condition
6: oh yeah oh definitely and there I have to say you no, know, the pregnancies I've had beforehand dealing with age and the diabetic clinic you know fantastic second to none you know I couldn't get better care um so, yeah, so I was I was definitely in the hospital, you know, more frequently. Um, so I got my appointment letter in the door just to say it confirmed the time and, you know, the place. And said, come on your own and big, bold print. You know, come on your own to the scan. So I went up. And, um, again, you're in with ladies that are going in. You know, they don't know the outcome. But, like... I suppose the majority of cases it's good. You know, they come out and they have their next appointment and they don't have to go back to the Ashton suite because I suppose the Ashton suite is for early pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, very early pregnancy, like you're taking you're talking five, six weeks. So, um so I went in that day on my own and she said, Look, it doesn't look like it's gonna progress, but look come back next week and we'll re scan you. Mm-hmm. So went home. Hysterical. And um, went back the following week and she said, look, there's been a small bit of progress so we still can't confirm miscarriage, so come back again next okay, week. Okay,
1: so th- this is all down to the foetal pole, really, isn't it? That's, that yeah, can, it th- was,
6: that was seeing you see, and, and like they say, like they saw the, the pregnancy sack the first week and they hadn't seen the fetal pole. So the second week back, I went back and they saw the fetal pole then, so they said, look, we still can confirm you're miscarrying. Uh-huh. Even though they said, look, the pregnancy probably won't go past here, but we can't, you know, say that you're still pregnant, you know. So, again, my emotions were up, you know, up to 90. To be honest, um, up in a heap. um. Went back then the third week in a row, again, alone. And they ring you. When you're the, when you're in the car park, you can't actually go into the hospital until and, and they actually ring your phone to go in and say, "Look, like, you know, we're, we're ready here for you. You know, come in now and you're ready. So up to the second floor of the Ashton Street and uh, she said, look, she said, um, it doesn't look like it's going to progress, so, you know, we'll call it today. And, yes, yeah, we just sit at the end of the corridor behind like a tin blue curtain and wait for the doctor to come in and have a chat with me.
0: All
1: this time alone, yeah?
6: Yeah. Not even asked to I want a cup of tea. Am I okay? To want a glass of water? Want to phone someone? Nothing.
1: So you felt isolated and alone, obviously?
6: Oh, absolutely. It was, it was desperate. It really, really was very hard. I mean, for a hard situation, to made harder. You know, and you're on your own with no one to talk to.
1: Even if your partner was there, and as, as we said yesterday, fully PPE'd. if he
6: was in a, a snowsuit or a, <laughs> a space in suit. A yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, o- all this know, time,
1: I don't want to get into it too much, but all this time, Susan, I imagine you're seeing the happy comings and goings of other
6: uh, well, expectant
1: mothers on their own. Yep. While you're waiting. Like and how long were you waiting?
6: Two hours waiting for the doctor. Wow two hours and like I had I mean this is my this was my second miscarriage to be honest I had one um, just over two years ago so not that I knew what was going to happen but you know I suppose I did in a way but you know um, this time it was ten times harder because you're on your own mm-hmm. and it's like you know so what like I mean there was girls no I know things go on and Definitely to have a cup of tea, but they were—they were fighting they were like one of the empty scan rooms having a cup of tea, having having a chat, like that. And I know, now that's important too, you know, because I suppose they, you know, they work hard enough, and you
1: yeah, know, they, yeah, they really are on the front line. So, did you take the choice of a natural miscarriage?
6: I didn't. I didn't. Like the first one, I had natural. Um, like to be honest, I didn't know what was happening first time because I didn't know, you know what to expect? But this time round, I said, look, I'm going to opt for the.
1: It's the medical, medical management, management route, I
6: think yeah. they call it, is it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, you Where you take a tablet at the hospital, and basically uh, the doctor just explained. She said, "Look," she said, "you have you've go some few days now ahead of you." And I said, "Okay." And I went home and like that. Um, my partner is fantastic. I've um, I've young kids as well. I've well, my my baby, he's he was six months at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm an older girl. She's three and a half. I and I'm two older, but they're they're were they're in their twenties. So yeah.
1: So uh, after oh, the, yeah. the harrowing experience of going through all that alone, you then had to go home and wait for the inevitable, which is uh, mm-hmm. uh, which is anything but pleasant. I would imagine horrendous pain, no. bleeding.
6: I wouldn't go there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, at the same time in the morning. No, no, but yes.
1: But yes. you had a supportive partner now, anyway, at home who looked who looked after you and looked after the children. Yeah, he's yeah, he's very good. Yeah. And would you, do you understand why these restrictions are in place? It's 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 for the greater public health. It may seem it may seem that it's very discriminatory against uh, ladies and uh, expected mothers. And uh, Holly Cairns is uh, uh, is saying that she's been contacted by many um, dozens and dozens. Uh, not only who've had miscarriages, but who've also given birth and their partners and about the difficulties they've faced. I know the partners are are there for the moment of truth and maybe for an hour either side or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a very lonely process.
6: It is. It is. Especially first-time mums. You know, I think especially, more especially then, because even the girl yesterday, the American girl that was on, I heard yesterday and uh, like that, you know, what she went through as a first-time mum.
1: It was tough, very, very tough on her. I can imagine, you know. That was a very tough uh, time that she had. Uh, you know, even though it ended well, uh, she all, she also had told us that she had a very, very difficult time breastfeeding, uh, and that only compounded her her agony really. Mm-hmm. But at least she had a uh, she had a happy outcome in that she's not she's not cradling a child. Um, yeah. Would it have made a huge difference to you to have had your partner support through through that the many scans, the many? attendances at, at medical appointments and ultimately the that fateful day.
6: Yeah, of course. Of course, absolutely. You know, 100%. You know, uh, like he was there for all the other scans, you know, for the past pregnancies that I've had and good outcomes that I've had. And he was there for all of it. And I mm-hmm. said I, I would have extra scans because of my high risk, you know.
1: Exactly. And uh, Holly Kearns, TD, said some of the restrictions have been eased in Dublin-based hospitals. She discussed that yesterday with us on air, but they haven't in Cork. Perhaps there's good reasons for that, she said, but we don't have the information. You can see why people are upset. Inconsistent practices in maternity hospitals really adds to the general confusion in the public. We need coherent policies supported by rationale and evidence so people can understand why. And you can see where a lot of ladies are saying the schools have been given a chance, the pubs have been given a chance. Uh, you know, there's been certain gatherings uh, have been allowed to, weddings for instance, up to 50 people. Why not my partner at this most vital time in my life?
6: Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I think, like, even even besides, I suppose, the early scans are, they're, they're, I mean, all, all scans are important, but the, even, the anomaly scans where that's, that's it, that takes place about 20 weeks into the pregnancy and where they pinpoint any abnormalities in the baby. Even those scans, should they're they're very important in the pregnancy, you know, because you both want to see the baby progressing and growing and, you know.
1: Yeah, you're both parents. Sorry? You're both parents. I I know you're... uh, After after Ms. Kearns raised the issue, uh, Susan, uh, it's been confirmed the HSE review will take place in Cork and Kerry in the next few weeks with a new set of guidelines to be issued for hospitals in the counties. Uh, all this, of course, in the face of uh, of increasing incidences of the virus, um, you know, which could thwart any plans for change.
6: Yeah, well, it should. It should really. They should you know, look look at it again and see can they is any room for you know anything to happen? Like I mean, it can't go on the way it is.
1: Yeah, you know. Well, listen, thanks thanks for coming on and for giving voice to your own personal situation and hopefully adding a bit of weight to the argument that partners should be. Uh, allowed for these uh, very vital elements of form- the, the formative months of, 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 a, of a child's development in the womb and both partners should have access, in, you know, obviously uh, with, the, with the most serious stringent application of public health guidelines
6: mm-hmm. And Mick, thank you for um, having me on and uh, just to say that you've done a fantastic job for the last two weeks. Oh, it's, it's, it's a, a pleasure I,
1: I only do Honestly, f- five or six yeah. weeks a year uh, and I, I, I kind of hope I'm holding the fort for the main oh, man, that's brief. all. it's fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. Thanks very much. All
6: right, Mick. Thank you very much. Thank Cheers. You.
1: Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Another text Bye-bye. says, Brilliant stuff from Aaron Hill last night from the world master in darts. Uh, only in Cork would you get it. Another famous Northside sports star uh, developing in uh, in Cork. Keep the calls coming. 1850 104 106 You can text to 868 104 or email neil at redfm.ie.
0: This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM.
1: 12 and a half minutes to 10 o'clock. Uh, happy Friday to everybody from the Neil Prenderville Show. Claire Coleman, good morning to you. Hi Mick, how are you doing? Very good. Now I have to ask you before we start, please don't mention any names or locations here because sure. I, w- I really want to get to the the crux of your story. It's apparent discrimination. You're uh, a woman with an undercut hairstyle and yes. uh, yesterday you were refused a haircut in a barbershop.
7: That's right. Yeah, so... um It's after growing out quite a bit. So I've got long hair, but I've had an undercut for about a year. Um, And usually my own hairdresser will do it in town, but it's not a convenient location for me. Um, So yesterday I went to a barber shop to see if they would do it for me. And I was um, denied um, custom because I'm a woman. So they refused to cut my hair and they tried to send me to a different salon um, that would cut women's hair. They said that they didn't do it.
1: Okay, uh, this this begs the aged old question: now. Would a man be w- welcome in a salon? I suppose a man would be welcome in a in a hair and beauty salon, but but since since when are barbers the exclusive preserver of male customers?
7: Yeah, precisely. Um, so, and particularly because the type of haircut that I'm looking for is something that a barber would specialise in. It's clippers. Um, you know, I'm not looking for a cut and colour. I'm not looking for a style. I'm looking for them to do a number one or a zero blade on my hair. So it's something that I would feel very comfortable going to a barber shop with, but not necessarily comfortable going to like to a lot of maybe women's salons with. I mean, a lot of them maybe do it, but I do. just be more comfortable with a barber doing it. I feel like they would have the expertise.
1: Okay, I'm only recently learning because I have some friends who are barbering. Uh, exactly how specialized a trade it is, uh, and I, I think there's there's a huge uh, growth in the success of people going into men's grooming uh, so what's essentially the difference between a hairstylist and a barber
7: I, I mean I feel like a stylist is maybe doing maybe more ornate styles on a, a woman's hair maybe there's a, a wider range of styles but I, I would ask then is a barber going to deny cutting a man's hair if he's got long hair or would a barber be trained in that? I would assume that a man can go into a barber's with any kind of hairstyle um, and, and get that treated, get that mended and tended to. But, you know, I really did feel discriminated against just because of my gender. Um, and when I asked, was this because I was a woman, they wouldn't really address the question. They just kept saying, we don't do this. We don't do women's hair. We don't do this. And I said, is it because I'm a woman? We just don't do this. So you need to go over there. So okay, I that, was,
1: that would seem to be gender discrimination. I mean, it's, It would,
7: uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a
1: head of hair is a head of hair, isn't it?
7: That's that's what I feel, and again, I just feel like a barber is going to be better able to do this. I'm not looking to get my entire hair cut; I'm just looking for this one element. Um, and then I um, was lucky enough to get my hair cut, uh, the undercut done yesterday. But I say lucky enough because the second barber shop that I went to very reluctantly did it and I felt as though I was asking for something illegal it was very hush hush I wasn't charged any money Um I wasn't they, my details weren't taken Um I would have assumed they would be for Covid contact tracing how do you mean you weren't charged, charged any money taken.
1: they did it for free did,
7: that. did it for free didn't charge me anything he just said no no that's fine that's fine just get this and done asked, get out pretty much that's what it <laughs> felt like and I asked why don't you cut women's hair and he just laughed and said we don't you go to a salon for women's hair, and I said, "But that's discriminatory." And he said, "No, it's not," and changed the subject.
1: It is discriminatory, but I, I can imagine it happening the other way round as well. You know, if a, if a man went into a, and a you know, I, I can't say the word exclusively because that's uh, if a man went into a, a mainly ladies mm-hmm. attended beauty salon, the heads would turn, I suppose. But that man is perfectly entitled under equality law to be there and ask for service.
7: Precisely, and I mean, I've I I mean, I've seen I've you know I've been in you know bigger chains of hairdressers, and I've seen guys in there. I I don't think that they necessarily get turned away.
1: Do you want us to see if we can find you a regular barber who'd be happy to? It doesn't seem like your style is too adventurous. Do you, do you know where the most adventurous barbers uh, I've seen? Anyway, uh, not that I use them, but um, when you're in Spain, uh, we, we used to spend a bit of time in Tenerife. Some of the some of the barbers they're very adventurous with their cuts and styles and mm-hmm. the things that. Uh, you know, they, they, they were cutting shamrocks in Irish kids' heads and, you know, the way, yeah, the, way yeah. they, the way they do it. Um, if we found you a, a convenient barber that you could, you know, develop a business relationship with, go in once a month or whatever it is and, and get it done, uh, would that be a solution for you? Now, I, I take it we haven't addressed the issue. Were you discriminated against? It seems like you were.
7: Yeah, I mean, it would be great if, if that was something that you could find me. Um, but again, it's I think it's a much wider issue and I just want to know why. I mean, is there is there an agreement that barbers have with salons that they don't cut women's hair? Do salons think that it's taking business from them? If a woman goes into a barber's, why is it kind of hush-hush when I ask the question? I think, yeah, I just want, I kind of want to look at it as, as a bigger issue. And I know I've I a friend of mine has had a similar issue in the past as well. She has a similar and she's had that issue before. So I just think it seems to be a much wider issue and I just want to get the conversation started and find out why this is happening.
1: Maybe they were scared you'd scare all the men out.
7: I mean, I'm pretty cool, so that could be something <laughs> that they were worried about.
1: <laughs> okay, Brenda's on the case. Um, you have a barber in town, but you live in the suburbs, so uh, you, yeah. want a, you want one that's nearer to where... Um you are. Now, a hairdresser oh, yeah. says says this by text. Hi Mick, it cuts both ways, pardon the pun. I was refused a haircut in a women-only salon. The name on the hairdressers did not claim to be women-only. The owner just blankly refused me. You had a listener call for men-only bars to return last week and there was an uproar. Uh, this is another form of that type of discrimination, says John in Cove. So, works both ways there. He ha- had occasion to be refused in a hairdresser's that didn't claim to be women-only, but was probably ostensibly serving women.
7: And I think that's terrible too. I, I think it just it shouldn't it shouldn't be the case. I think hair is hair, and like maybe someone doesn't have the specific expertise for the haircut that you want, but that should be the explanation. Um, you know, it shouldn't just be a blanket no. And same for me. Like they had the expertise for the haircut that I wanted, um, so there was no reason other than my gender as to why they didn't do
1: it. Okay, and I, I'm. Pardon my naivety on hairstyles, but can you describe it to me?
7: Sure, yeah. So I have I have quite long hair um, down to kind of the middle of my back. Um, and then from the nape of my neck up to kind of the middle of my ears on the back of my hair, if I lift up my hair, that's all shaved down to like a one blade. Okay. So if I tie my hair up, um, you can just see it's all shaved underneath.
1: I see. Okay. And uh, a hairdresser has texted to say the barber has a right to refuse custom. Yes, I would agree the barber has a right to refuse custom, but not on the basis of gender.
7: Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I agree.
1: And while I remember, uh, Claire, did you see the movie about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court, court Justice? Because if I don't mention this now, I'm going to forget it. Uh, it's I, called... I
7: haven't, but yeah. it's on my list. <laughs> it's okay.
1: It's on Netflix as far as I know. Uh, and uh, it was kind of strange watching uh, POTUS, uh, Donald Trump yesterday, being booed at her coffin. This is a giant among all women. Ruth Bader Ginsburg fought uh, through minding a very sick husband, uh, being a mother to a family, being a student, uh, being a, a trainee lawyer, she eventually made her way to the Supreme Court. Uh, I think she was maybe not the first, but the second uh, female uh, ever to make it to Supreme Court level in the United States. Her striking down of uh, literally thousands of anti-discriminatory laws uh, to the betterment of women and women's rights is, is just legendary. The, the the movie is called On the Basis of Sex. Uh, and it's, uh, you, you know, the title might put a lot of people off, it's absolutely a tour de force of a movie. Uh, and I wandered into that because of that text. The barber has a right to refuse custom, but certainly not uh, on gender grounds. So we'll be back in touch. Um, it doesn't seem like it's a huge, it's not rocket science what you want done to your hair. So any any barber could technically do this.
7: Yeah, and the other thing I forgot to mention at the start was the barber shop that I went into had no customers in there ah. initially. There was, they were just sitting there chatting, the two the two barbers that were in there. So it's not like you know, it was going to be inconvenient for them. They weren't too busy. Like, there could have been no other reason other than my gender.
1: Okay, Mike says, it's like asking a plasterer to wire your house.
7: But how? <laughs> like, it's hair. It's hair and they're shaving it. It's the same way that they'll it's shave it. It's hair. You work hair. with
1: it every day. You know, I'm not going to bite you. Please cut my hair. Thanks a million. Yeah. Um, we will come back to you because, um, you know, we're, we're going to find you some solution here anyway. And someone you can feel comfortable with and go back to regularly. Thanks, Claire. that will be great. Thanks, Thank you. Mike, Thank you very much. Now keep those texts coming in for Free Food Friday. Uh, we have Oak Fire Pizza for you in Princess Street, Clonakilty, and Bandon. Uh, so wherever you are in the county, we'll get it to you fresh. We're going to sort out lunch for you. This uh, We work a week behind, so it will be next Friday, not today, okay? That's six large pizzas and sides, wood-fired baby potatoes, garlic bread, dips, drinks and homemade mini cheesecake tasters, plus the compostable cups and all the cutlery and napkins that you will need. OakfirePizza.ie is spreading the passion for real woodfire pizza since 2010. So 106. who are you, where are you working, and why do you want the pizza? The Neil Prenderville Show.
5: With Tesco, save time and shop online. Simply log on
0: to tesco.ie. And well,
1: I'm only doing that to, to give my mother-in-law a heart attack. I must mention her, I'll, be, I'll get a swing of the handbag. Uh, she's been tuned in for the last uh, two weeks and told me yesterday, I didn't even notice that I'd given out a wrong time check. So i says say she's having a heart attack right now. Good morning to all of... Uh, Kelly, it is seven minutes past ten, not seven minutes past seven. Now, it's really opening up on this uh, because we have a huge reaction to uh, this lady being refused a haircut, essentially, in a barber's yesterday. And we have barber Mary Hayes on the line uh, who's going to make an offer to us. Hi, Mary. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, Great. Happy Friday. You too. So what are you going to offer? Free cuts to our listener?
8: Yeah, whenever she wants.
1: Excellent. So you were a hairdresser before, also?
8: Yeah, and I'm a barber now.
1: You're a barber now. Okay, tell me the difference.
8: The difference is there's kind of more money in the hairdressing. Right. I think if you go into a hairdresser's and if you have very short hair and you just want to dry cut, it's just cheap. If you want to go in for wash, cut and blow dry and it's taking longer and time and it's more expensive... Okay, that's my opinion on it, anyway. But therefore, I'd have women that were coming to me with short hair that would get a shave now in the back inside and sides, and it takes five, ten minutes, and that's it. Ten euros out the door.
1: So, <laughs> is is a barber more volume and a hairdresser less volume, more and more money?
8: Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay, okay, that's 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 a good explanation, I guess, because I'm I don't use barbers, I don't have any hair. Uh oh,
8: like my husband.
1: <laughs> exactly, and my buddy Derek Nash has just texted me in to say, what are you doing on talking about hair on the Neil Prendival <laughs> Show? You don't have any.
8: Your hair is very important.
1: Listen, Claire Claire is back on the line uh, to uh, accept your kind offer, I hope. Hi, Claire. Hi there, how are you? Very good. Now, you have uh, a dedicated barber here in Mary Hayes who's going to mm-hmm. help you out ongoing, if you wish.
7: Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Mary. That's so kind. No problem at all, no problem at all.
1: Are you, are you based... Uh, in, in a shop in a, in a shopping I'm, working from home
8: yeah. I'm in Douglas on a Wednesday and I'm in Passage on a Thursday but I can go to her house if she wants, whenever she wants it's mid-evening, there's no problem at all I don't all. think
1: she'd expect you to do it for free forever though maybe once or twice
8: no, no I would do it for free because mm-hmm. I, know, I know what it's like
1: Yeah, I have a, a friend, uh, in fact his name was just mentioned Free Food Friday so he won't be winning today he might win with Neil Penteville someday but it wouldn't be right if he won when I'm here there'd be all sorts of things said Uh, and his his son Jeff so Jeff Hayden is becoming quite the barber now Jeff went on holidays to Zante uh, and whatever happened with Covid anyway um, there were some restrictions and he hasn't come home and and a barbering opportunity kicked in right Uh, and so now he's spending his time in the winter in Zante in Greece uh, and Jeff Hayden will come home having uh, some very famous barbering uh, to his credit because he's done Macklemore uh, he's a he's a, a big music name uh, and other uh, UK rappers like Dizzy Rascal and Stormzy and Steflon Don and AJ Tracy uh, the rumours are he even did Eminem but uh, Eminem's people are denying that Eminem was on the island but I think he might have done that as well so I think it's a pretty good career to get into so well done to Jeff Hayden
8: Well done, very good He might be able to give me a
1: couple of tips We're trying to get him but I think he's still in bed
8: Ah, uh, God help us.
1: He needs his rest. So, the, you guys think you'll get on together? You understand uh, the intricacies of Claire's hairstyle, yeah, do you? Yeah,
8: definitely.
1: Okay, wh- and have have you been in situations where uh, barbers have refused women and hairstylists have refused men?
8: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. I'm looking at an independent um, Irish independent report from the 10th of June. A barber allegedly turned away a gay couple and a young boy with a disability when they came into a shop to get their hair cut. Um, Michel Santi and his boyfriend Robert Nagel claimed they were refused by a Turkish barber in Cork because they were gay. A few days ago I needed a haircut. My boyfriend came with me because he saw a style he wanted for me in a magazine, wanted to explain to the guy the style. I sat down on the chair and while my boyfriend was explaining what I wanted and the barber interrupted him and said he wasn't going to do this and we could get it done next door. Uh, I, I had uh, going on and I, I had been going to this barber for 10 months previously and never had any problems but the second I walked in with my boyfriend he was very rude. I'm gay so I'm pretty sure that was the reason. You're a lady and that you're pretty sure that was the reason, Claire. Yeah, yeah
7: absolutely. I, I can't see any other reason. Um, like I said, the shop is empty so I can't see why they refuse
1: it. Okay, we have many, many... I I don't know what to say, hairdressers or barbers we've many people working in the hair industry uh, asking would you come and visit and get a free cut the girl on about haircuts, if you ever wanted to come to Formoy I'd happily do, I often do these cuts says Luke Heffernan, maybe you can put that one on your, your wish list and tell her go to Artisan in Donnybrook other people are saying will people ever get over this gender crap a woman is I a woman know, and a man me. is a man but hair is
7: hair, so don't
1: speak, is this. Hair is hair, love is love. Hiya, I went into a hairdresser's and I was refused service. I left and thought no more of it, and didn't go crying on the radio station. There are way more female hairdressers than men, for God's sakes, Says Declan and Line. And one more, hey guys, I own the Asylum Barber Shop. We're more than happy to cut women's hair. So tell that girl she's more than welcome.
7: So it's great to hear that there are a lot of barbers who are saying that they're happy to cut women's hair, and that hopefully what I've I've experienced is slightly more isolated.
1: Yeah, hopefully it's a one-off incident. Uh, you know, people should not discriminate on the basis of gender. Thank you, guys, no. and happy haircuts to all.
8: Thanks okay, so much. Thank you. All bye. the best.
1: Bye-bye. A world of Barbering opening up today on the Neil Prennival Show. Well, how about opening up a Free Food Friday Oak Fire Pizza lunch? Uh, we'll get it delivered fresh to you next Friday from Princess Street, from Clonakilty, or from Bandon. We're going to sort out lunch with six pizzas, large pizzas with sides. They're absolutely gorgeous. Wood-fired baby potatoes and garlic bread dips, drinks and homemade mini cheesecake tasters. Plus the compostable cups, the cutlery and all the napkins you'll need as well. You can check it all out. It's melt-watering stuff on oakfirepizza.ie. Lunch for Common Sports, a warehouse in Little Island says Michelle. Futura Frames in Bandon would love lunch. We're flat out busy. Uh, hi Mick, we'd love lunch for all the girls who are working as nurses on call. My name is Fiona Toomey. We've worked right through the pandemic and we feel we need a well-deserved treat. Nicola and Didi Security in Ballycorine Industrial Estate here. Our hard-working engineers are out on site, but they would never be so happy for me to ring them to come back to the office to feed them under uh, that very mammy of you and we will share the lunch with all units around us sharing the love and we would be COVID compliant of course Sinead Kelly here in Mayfield working for Amazon from home with COVID a pizza would be a lovely treat you'll hardly eat six of them Sinead I love the show Hi Mick my name is Mary McGough we are in Argus in Manhattan Point we're working hard serving our customers while following all the social distancing rules Hi the Brothers of Charity are a day service and we're working very hard lunch would be a great treat for the end of the week says Megan Hi, Mick, can I please nominate the staff at Ballygarvin National School? They've done an amazing job in bringing kids back to school safely, including my little boy, who's happy out. I'm so thankful to them. This would be a lovely treat for the staff. Good morning, Elaine Murphy here from MMD Construction uh, in Cork Airport Business Park. We'd love pizza. Hi to all in the Glanmire Credit Union. The staff would love Free uh, Free Food Friday. Hi, Mick, the girls in Phelan's Pharmacy on Baker's Road would love a treat. We're loving the show. It's helping get, get us through our busy day, counting tables. Uh, pizza is our happy food. Uh, it would make our day if we won the Free Food Friday. Counting tables is a new one on me, but if that was, that's what you're doing, more power to you. Morning, my name is Emma. We work at Select Hotels of Ireland on the Mallard Road. I'm celebrating my 40th birthday today. I'd love to win the prize and celebrate with work friends. Lorena Sullivan here from Magic Vacations in Kinsale. Please consider us for a free lunch. The travel trade is going through a tough time at the moment, so we'd love a treat. We've been working so hard to sort people's holidays. Thanks in advance. Hi, Mick, the finance team at Hobart, AV, Pound, Goulds Hill in Mallow would enjoy a treat. AP Vaughan Recycling, always texting in. They're very busy and they're very hungry. We're going to take text 104, and uh, you never know. uh, If you're going to be that text, you're not going to be that text. Could happen early, could happen late. Firefighters. And all the office staff at Middleton Fire Station would love lunch this Friday. Hi Mick, my name is Breda, and I'm an ex-worker of St. Vincent's Residential Care in St. Mary's Road in Cork. I wish to nominate St. Vincent's for the pizza giveaway. The management staff and residents are amazing, like all over the world. St. Vincent's are doing their utmost to keep happy while learning to cope with COVID-19. And we love the show. And so we'll come back to those uh, Free Food Friday mentions uh, as we continue with the program. Hey, guys, uh, the, in the Asylum Barbershop, i read that one. Happy to cope women's hair anytime. So tell that woman she is more than welcome. You can uh, call one eight five zero one zero four one zero six. 104 106 You can text or indeed you can email the show's regular email address and that's neil at redfm.ie now to more texts um the td pay rise comments from yesterday's program anthony says when is this going to stop especially the way the country is now it's absolutely disgraceful and all pay rises for td should be stopped for life they're being paid enough What the government need to do now is uh, look at who deserves a pay rise, and it's certainly not them. What about the cleaning staff? What about frontline workers, defence forces, shop assistants, and all the rest who keep things going through the last few months? The real works. Back to our phone lines and to John O'Shea. Good morning, John. Morning, Mac. You were watching the snooker last night. Oh, my God. He's just outstanding. Outstanding. You know, it's it's an abused cliché. He was cool, calm, and collected. He's only 18 years of age
9: Yeah You know he. Do you know what He can thank his parents for that I know the work Steve He put in behind The, the scenes there For that lad Like you know He deserves everything he gets You know But He was just He just he was just bullet. You know From start to finish Like he, he never He never once looked like He was going to lose Like even when
1: he went behind When he was 3-1 down no, I don't want you to go into Anything too personal But l- l- Give me a flavour Of what Stephen As a dad did for Aaron
9: I've been down in Steve, so I mean me and Steve go back playing darts twenty twenty five years, you know. But the the last few years, the the, the work that it Stevie put into the shed out the back, you know, um, if there's a full size snooker table there. He just poured his heart and soul into that lad, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's a there was a saying on Stevie's wall. When you walk in the door, uh, just as you're coming in the door of the shed where the snooker table is and the dartboard, like you know, we were born. we were born to we were we were we weren't born to fit in. We were born to step this step out. You know, we were born to be out there. Like you know,
1: yeah, we weren't well, born we to weren't fit in. We were born to step out. That's, that's like. Yeah. That's like Conor McGregor's famous one. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over.
9: Take over, yeah. But you know, it, it just everything last night about that game, like watching it. I couldn't even sit down watching it. You know, I was in and out kitchen, like you know, because you know, one mistake and Ronnie will wrap up. Like, but it was it was just outstanding to watch. It, great lift, like you know, you you know make, you know you've made it when you make it onto Myles Gaffney's own song, like you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I thought it was a recent one, but it's, it, apparently it's been there for a long time because people have been watching Aaron for quite some time. So you were watching at home, uh, yeah. and what he was what he was going through. And you mentioned the World Masters and darts, Scott Wade.
9: Yeah, when I played when I played Scott Wade in that World Final, I know exactly what Aaron. I knew everything that was going through Aaron's head last night when he was potting those balls. Like you know, I mean, I, when I had an opportunity and I had that that double ten, I just stood back off the line and I just said to myself, "It's now or never." You know, mm-hmm. like I'm 44. Aaron's only 18. Like, so he's got some future ahead of him. Like, you know, but he he was just brilliant. it he, he just gave the whole place a lift again. You know, with what we've been through over the last seven or eight months. Like, with nothing happening. Like, I mean, I haven't I haven't thrown a competitive dart since the Isle of Man back in March. You know, and it's just brilliant. It was just, you know, what I just I just I was just so so delighted for the lad last night. Like, you know, it was just brilliant, and and for his father and his mother.
1: When, you know, when, are you, when are you likely to return to competitive darts?
9: I'm back. I'm I'm back. Um, I'm back in two weeks' time in in Barnsley for the last of the, the PDC Challenge Course. So I'm sitting about fifty on the ranking list at the moment because there's only there's only a few events after being played, but they're going to finish it out with these six events. So the top two will get a tour card. Oh, okay. so, you know, a good week, a good weekend for sure. Look, all I've been doing for the last seven months is practicing anyway. So. <laughs> But it's, 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 a lot, it's, it's a lot harder playing your opponent in front of you than it is playing in the kitchen at home, you know?
1: Oh, big time. And I, I imagine you'll have the support of the Hill family in, in your dart-throwing endeavours when you return to competitive action.
9: Oh, absolutely. You know, we're all in it together. You know we're on our side. You know, Stevie. Stevie's been with me at that tournaments. he's taken me to exhibitions. He's taken me. He's taken me to tournaments. You know, he he'd come up and he'd collect me and he'd drive me to
1: places. Stevie. Stevie Hill is a legend. Mm. Can, can know, I put it this I, way? With, with the greatest expectation and hope that Ireland will progress further, it's almost like Ireland getting to the quarterfinals. Uh, you know, that, that famous penalty shootout with Romania. It didn't matter what happened after that. They came home uh, heroes.
9: It, it doesn't matter. Like I, I, there was guys in the UK that are, that are friends of mine were putting it up. What are we drinking in cock? <laughs> you know, like you go like from no, from nowhere. I win the World Masters, and you, then you did it more than once, didn't you? didn't you? Sorry,
1: did you win it more than once?
9: No, I got beaten in the quarterfinals. Oh, that's what it was.
1: I thought I thought you made it all the way the second time. Yeah, I got to the quarterfinals. Yeah.
9: Every 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 three years, I I kind of uh, line up a tournament. I have three bashes off it, and I'll win it on the third one.
1: <laughs> okay, well, what what is it? Is is it? Is it the, I hasten to say, I better not. Uh, is it the local stout? I don't know. It must be the side, all right? Uh. <laughs> well, what what, know, you, what what do you what do you expect of, of of the next game? He's got a pretty good chance of getting through that one as well, hasn't he? Yeah,
9: do you know what? He's just so cool. You know it. Yeah, I, I think I think he, he 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 has definitely the potential to go all the way. I mean, if Ronnie O'Sullivan don't face yeah, there, then there's not much hope for the rest of them. That, that's all I say about Aaron. Yeah, psych- psychologically,
1: hope. he must have the upper hand now, coming in as the world champion beater.
9: Yeah, but even if you look at some of the shots last night, Ronnie O'Sullivan never sat down. in a few occasions where he 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 we say he, he took a shot, and, he, and then he started eyeing up shots, when he was standing, and Aaron just walked in front of. him. Like, other fellas would stay, wait for Ronnie to finish what he's doing around the table, sit down, and then he'd get up and move, like. But last night I watched what Aaron done, he... He,
1: he, he psyched, psyched him out a little bit. A little
9: bit. Ronnie took a shot, missed, and then he was looking to see, was, was Aaron on for something? And Aaron just stood in front of him, as have to say, yeah, buddy, <laughs> My turn. <Stop." laughs> sit, you know, uh, he,
1: that's, that's psychologically, Ronnie was oh. saying, S- sit down there, little boy, I'm the world champion. I'll deal with you in a yeah. minute. And then Aaron... Aaron, more than once actually, uh, more than once I, I think Ronnie might have been slightly taken aback, even though he didn't show it. Uh, mentally, he was saying, "Hang on a second, this kid has uh Kahuna's."
9: Yeah, definitely, and, and you, the, the more the more I got into it, like like I was saying, I was, like I was saying to Laura, I said, "Jesus, I thought that myself," and I was, "No, I wouldn't, no, no, not really." And then I was trying to get into the the the, the Snooker game, and I know nothing about it. I said it must be all something to do with the white ball and positioning.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love watching snooker. Of all sports, it's the one you can actually sit down. Look at the technicalities that's going on. Look at the skill that's being portrayed and and, and, and is entertaining you. Uh, and just, it, it really is, is really, really relaxing. That's It's my sport to watch. Brilliant, uh, brilliant skill involved.
9: The one thing make about snooker is that the level of snooker player that's there at the moment, if you miss and leave a shot on, these boys will clear the table. That's the thing, yeah. You know, do you know, it, like, like if you miss, if you miss a double in darts, the other guy comes in and he clear up as well. Like, you know, it's 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 all hard work, like. And I know that young that that young lad put in some work, and his father has an awful lot to be thankful for. Because, he, do you know what? He's just he's just so he was he's just brilliant around that kid, like you know, and he's given him every opportunity to be a professional, and and I hope he goes all the way to the top.
1: Yeah, and I hope we get a picture of the time when they can throw their arms around each other. Uh, there might be a bit of quarantining involved maybe first. Uh, hi Mick, there must be something about Cork and sporting success at this time of the year following Aaron's win last night just recalling Sonia's silver medal at the Olympics. I think it ran off about a quarter to 11 or five to 11 uh, 20 years ago exactly today. Uh, so that's brilliant as well and one more text John uh, Live next door to Stephen Hill and his family as kids great memories delighted for the Hill family will you give Aaron a buzz there I know uh, Stephen's giving him a buzz on our behalf tell him we need to speak to him before 12 if possible please brilliant if, brilliant. if, if, if he'll grant us the interview he, do you know what he's, he, he, he will because you know what he
9: love it he's not like his father at all like, you know what I mean he's like <laughs> he, he, <laughs> When you're, when you're out having a point with Steve, you can't get a word in each way with him, but I'd say when it comes to interviews with TV cameras and everything, he's gone for the hills because he tells a good story, Steve, does, but he's a, he's a gas man. Like. He was a little nervous you know. the
1: first time. The same, we've spoken to him three times. He was fine this morning. So he's, he's getting quite the media personality now. Yeah, he's,
9: getting, he's getting used to it, though. Like, I'll a phone call off him now in a minute and he'll be charging me for media. He'll be doing my, my, my media as
1: well, though. World Champs, John O'Shea, thank, thank, thanks a million for coming on and for your... Uh, for your interpretation really of the psyche uh, and the parenting that brought uh, Aaron Hill to where he is today. Thanks a little and we hope to talk to Aaron before 12.
0: Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 1851 106 Red FM.
1: And a very good morning. This is Mick Mulcahy with the time coming up on 10.30 and Neil Prenderville returns to the hot seat on Monday morning after his holidays. Don't forget we have a family pass to Photo Wildlife Park to give away as well as our free food Friday which takes up a lot of our Friday. And one final mention for an industry I'm happy to give publicity to because I know they're struggling as well as a lot of other elements of Irish industry. Mick, I know you're very busy, but can you give the taxi protest another mention, please? Next Monday, 28th of September, 9.45, meeting up at Castle Road, String uh, Ringmahan Road. That's by the pitches, so there's plenty of off uh, the side of the road parking there, uh, and you can gather with safety. There are many, many numbers of taxis I would imagine. Castle Road, ring Ringmahan Road, they're heading through the tunnel and into the city. And please, please, all taxi drivers, try and attend. Together, we are stronger. Thanks so much, Mick, says Anthony. Happy to uh, call that out for one final time. That's the 28th, next Monday, 9.45 Castle Road, Ringmahan Road, heading through the tunnel and into the city. There will be, I suppose, some traffic disruption, uh, but these taxi people have to voice their concern at the state of the industry at the moment, and they are looking for support, so happy to publicise that. I'm 1 billion percent for equal rights, but could it be that men are more laid back about their hair, and a barber would be more nervous to mess up a woman's hair. Interesting point. Would a barber be more nervous to mess up a woman's hair? Might have uh, did a lot better if that's what the barber said uh, instead of potentially discriminating against uh, somebody on the basis of gender. The best barbers for male and female is Bosco and Mike's in the square Pierce Road in Ballyfeehan. Go in and ask for Mike. What's wrong with Bosco? Bosco and Mike's the square Pierce Road Ballyfeehan. I used to go there years ago uh when I had a bit of hair a uh, fabulous place over there by barty's chipper uh and a, and a lovely bunch of guys in there in a great positive atmosphere uh what about the uh women only gyms not a word about that if it was a men's only gym there would be murder uh and now to uh, matters more serious we're going to line five and to Tom who has a council house problem good morning Tom good morning now you moved into your council house six years ago. And in the past three to four years, you've had issues not just with the chimney, but with the roof.
10: Oh, jeez, I'm not having a lot of problems up here with the council house there, Neil. It's like it started, started off with the bathroom. Okay. Uh, the bathroom there was like, you know, that pla- the tile on the walls.
1: Yeah, it's, the, uh, it's damp and the tiles are falling off, is it?
10: Oh, jeez, yeah. I saw like I had to go in and do that myself after reporting that to the council. I had to get a loan shark to do that for me. A yeah,
1: loan it's... shark. Oh, okay. When when you light the fire, this uh, when you light the fire, there's bits of the chimney falling down. You're saying?
10: Oh, well, at the inside of the chimney, well, they came up and they, uh, they put a brush up it, uh, uh, brush up it to clean it, and they went away again. The top of the chimney out the back is falling down because we had John. Ma- is this? Is that his name, John Maher?
1: Yes, we've been in touch with Councillor John Marr on the matter. He's, he's taking up the case. So we're going to be in touch with him again after the programme. Can I just put it to you this? Uh, I've had personal experience of cracks in chimneys. One of the most dangerous things that can ever happen in a house because you you could be subject to the ingress of carbon dioxide in the upstairs rooms. It could kill you in your sleep.
10: I'll tell myself, Neil. But the thing is, like, they're not doing nothing. Uh, I me, I've been to a lot of people about it. I was on the there uh, who rang me from the council there yesterday after I was talking to Seamus. His name is Richie Power. He works for the corporation in North Central. And he said he's popping up to me, but he didn't want me to talk to you on the radio.
1: It puts a bit of pressure on when somebody does, you know. So let's let's not get too personal with anybody. We're here t- we're going to try and help. And that's what the programme tries to do. So your roof is also continually leaking. Tom. Oh,
10: sure, he's asleep while night in the bed and the water came down around me and I reported it and they came up and they attacked it and they went away again and then the same thing happened It's happened to me all the time there's three or four tiles falling down if somebody knocks on my door and that tile falls down who's responsible?
1: and do you have do you have breathing issues, Tom?
10: yeah, I have I like my breathing you know, like I'm in the room where the water's actually coming in
1: is there not another room you could you could sleep in?
10: Well, the wife of the when the wife is in there and she does her studies as well because she cares for six she's, uh, she's at work at the moment.
1: I've seen some pictures here. It looks as though um there's a bit of mould and some dark brown mould growing uh, on, on and the paintwork does seem to be bubbling a little bit. Uh, uh, it's
4: coming
10: out near it's come near the wild paper's up in the walls the hides. So what I'm just trying to say it, yeah. I mean make if you came up here and then you talked down some of that wild paper by yourself.
1: Okay, well, when, when you got in touch with us as well, you said there are other houses in the area that are empty and they're getting new roofs. I'm sorry, you're breaking up. You said other houses in the area are oh, empty.
10: other well, houses in the area now, right? It's, you know, the corner houses.
1: I do, yeah,
0: come on.
10: Yeah, right, they're doing all them first. I don't know why, they don't make the corner to me they have done the house two doors down for me and we we're two doors in the middle and we said why couldn't they do them and just get it all over with okay houses all around the whole area houses where there's more people living in they're
1: doing them were you told you're in line for a new roof don't mention any names now but I believe oh, you were yes, told you're yes. in line for a new roof about three yeah. weeks ago
10: yeah they came down and he went back up to the office I won't mention my names back down he said it to the neighbour Padding my, my neighbour and they said to him, and they said, your rules are on the list to
1: be fixed. Okay. Uh, like winter's coming. This is kind of getting urgent now.
10: Do you know what I mean? I can't like, I can't like my store fire. I have rain coming in on top of me. I'm didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even go to work last night in case it rained. Do
1: you know? How, I, how do you mean you couldn't go to work in case, in case it rained?
10: I walked, I'm, I walk I walked toward the COVID-19 and the night shifts. Okay. You know, packing up the store, get the store ready for uh, reopening in the morning, you know, that way. So, like, I'm not here when it rains. It's like my, my wife is away looking after disability care children. She's a carer, you know, and it's like things are building up on me, you know, that way.
1: I do. Now, we've been in touch with Councillor John Mars, as, as we say, uh, and uh, he is taking up the case. Uh, And that's good because, uh, you know, a little bit of media pressure and a little bit of assistance from kind hearted counsellors will will go a long way. But time is of the essence for you, Tom, because uh, it's not getting any any better, any warmer the weather this time of the year. Well, it's
10: getting cold. It's getting cold. Lord Jesus, we're getting cold.
1: Yeah, okay. So you have issues with the chimney, issues with the roof. When you light a fire, the inside, bits of the inside of the chimney fall into the fire. There's a crack in the chimney. That's serious. That needs immediate attention. The roof is leaking, uh, and uh, somebody comes out and might might put a nail in a loose tile here and there from the corporation. But in a matter of months, of course, the tiles with the weather are going to be loose again. You have breathing issues, and you have water seeping uh, into the cracks and flowing down his bedroom wall. Dark mold I can see in the pictures as well. Uh, so uh, that's four years in in what seems to be a damp council house. So I hope the immediate attention will get you some assistance, Tom, all right?
10: Oh, I hope hopefully whole know, Neil, hopefully, like, yeah. because it's not on, you know, for like, some of the some of the elderly people either, like, when you see them put up new roofs at the corners, and there's elderly then in the middle, and you're just leaving them alone. Do you know, that way, it's not fair, like, on nobody.
1: Tom, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thanks a million, Neil, and I appreciate but, it. Well, by the way, this is Mick Mulcahy, but Neil will be back on Monday.
10: Oh, thanks a million. Sorry about that, Mick. Oh, bother, boy. <laughs>
1: oh no it hasn't um, all. I was enjoying it I, I was called Neil about I'm 10 th- I was just letting you just off I'm, I'm just, we're in great form because it's Friday here uh, that's oh. that's brilliant the more you call me Neil the more I was smiling Neil is back on Monday anyway and I'm sure he'll look after you as well oh my god thanks Thanks, Tom all the best okay, uh, okay. we have more free food uh, free food Fridays on this happy Friday uh, Linda Baldwin here from Hickey's Pharmacy on Gronabroha Road We'd love to win Free Food Friday and give us a boost in the busy times we're working through the pandemic. We've seven here. Amari Ireland Limited are on the Tremor Road in Cork. Hi, guys. Love the show. We listen every morning. Uh Would love some of that Oak Fire pizza uh, for myself and the team up here in Hickey's Pharmacy on Baker's Road. Mick, you're doing a great job, by the way. Flattery gets you everywhere. We've been working super hard the last couple of days as our flu vaccination season has just begun. And we've definitely built up an appetite, says Stephanie. Texting for Free Food Friday, I work in Riverview Veterinary Clinic in Bandon and I would absolutely love to win Oak Fire Pizza for all my fellow staff members. There's too many of us to count between vets, vet nurses and receptionists but all I know is that we work extremely hard long hours and I know they'd all love some pizza for lunch on a Friday. We're always tuned in and listening to Red FM, and this would be such a great surprise. Uh, that's Ashley, uh, RVG in Bandon, Riverview Veterinary Clinic. Lunch, Free Food Friday, uh, SBGI, Cork City Unit and 31 North Point Business Park, Blackpool. Cork, Marlene and Liam Og and all their staff. Uh, and Vince, uh, says Vince Conroy, who texted in. Hey, Mick, love the show. Would love some Free Food Friday from Oak Fire Pizza and all the gang here in AIB Patrick Street, who are working hard. Fantastic show the last two weeks. We'll miss you on air. Thanks, Judith. Uh, Free Food Friday. We'll continue to uh, accept your text. We'll pick text 104, because we're Red FM, 104 to 106. uh, And we'll give that away as well as our free pass to FOTA. And we are going to concentrate on new businesses as well uh, that opened during the pandemic. Three lovely new fledgling businesses that are about to do very well on yesterday. We hope to get to about three of them as well today as we continue on the Neil Prenderville show. Now, TD Pay rises many, many texts on that. Sharon says a simple answer. When working in government and all that's going on this year, no sort of any increase is acceptable. Paul says, if they want to keep any kind of credibility, they should all decline this or donate their increase to places where there's a struggle because of the corona crisis. There's not many options to consider, but just accepting this increase is not one of them. But sure, most of the working people in government are not actually there because they care about the country. They're there to line their pockets. Uh, Fiona says, I work in the public sector and during the recession, we tried to put the pay increase into a central pot to keep other colleagues in jobs. But this was eventually returned As legally, it wasn't possible. I would happily refuse this pay increase, but we don't have a choice. Uh, That's Fiona, who's getting the pay increase because she's legally entitled to it. Tried to give it back to help others, but that wasn't legally possible, apparently. Catherine says, well, when they take from the poor to give to the rich, it's a brilliant country. Nothing has changed for centuries. The rich get richer off the backs of the poor working sods who have to support this country. And anybody who tried to bring the truth to light are persecuted. Ashling's not one bit surprised. The government are greedy out and only looking after themselves. People have lost their jobs or taken pay cuts and are struggling and the government are then giving themselves pay rises. They should be taking huge pay cuts. They don't deserve the huge wages they're on. There are those and many more texts to get to between now and 12 midday. Call the
0: Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850 104 106 Red FM
1: Coming up on 18 minutes to 11 o'clock, Patrick Hogan is the owner of NRG Store. Good morning, Patrick. Morning, Mick. How are you? Very good. Now, I may have given the impression yesterday that yours is a new business. Yours is an established business, but we were doing a, a kind of a piece, of very rapidly rolling piece on new businesses. We're going to get back to that in a second. You guys stock thousands of high-quality products. You deliver them across Ireland right to your doorstep. It's kind of a construction industry, uh one-stop shop, really. But let's concentrate Uh, on the whole psyche of what's happening here during COVID, because amidst all of the pressures and the restrictions and the adherence to new government policies, etc., there is, uh, within any adverse time, a massive opportunity if uh, the correct ideas are developed and brought forward.
11: A a huge opportunity, correct, uh, completely correct. And um, our our, our model, Mick, for the energy store was for the the construction industry. But in, in March, when lockdown happened, I completely flipped the model. I completely flipped it into a more Amazon, Walmart uh, type of model. So introduced more electronics goods, uh, over 10,000 products were uploaded over over uh, a weekend. So 16 hours, 10,000 extra products. Were
1: how, how do you do that, 10,000 products over a weekend? Uh, I I the means around things. I... I, I,
11: I, 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 I I have a great team behind me. Um, I've been doing e-commerce for for years. Also, as well, I um, we I have six other businesses within the group of companies we have. So it, it was, it, it, I was seeing the, the rating on the uh, on the uh, on the on the cake saying, okay, we're going we're 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 completely after losing two to three million worth of work here. How do we flip the business? So I flipped it into the sense of we have our own products we sell. So we saw us around the world, as you said yesterday. So we have fulfillment centers in the UK, in Europe, uh, in China, and also two in the United States now. And because products were getting harder and harder to get, and um, people were coming to us more and more. I, at that stage, then, we have uh, offered any business in court to join our, 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 our store, uh, energystore.ie. And then I, I saw other uh, little uh, gaps in the market, which... Uh, as I said, Walmart earlier, they do food delivery and and that. So we introduce food delivery, and so we have local businesses, butchers and pharmacies online. We also have um, uh, wholesaling. So if you want uh, a lot of Coke or Fanta or sweets, and you don't have to go to the shop, we deliver to to straight to the door.
1: So you and have fulfillment to- centers like Cash and Carries then, and dotted all over all over Europe. Is that right? Yeah, be, be something similar to, to
11: to that, but we try our best to support local car cash and carries than, than anything else. But our, our supplies, uh, let's say, like electronics, TVs and all that, are sourced around the world because of the fact they're proven so difficult to get. And it, it, it's not just about one week uh, saying, oh, I, I, I've done this now and I don't have to do any more, but you have to constantly reinvent, especially e-commerce and online selling. It's something that's extremely new here, like the clothes industry is, is really big in, in online selling, but Amazon isn't that big in Ireland. So I'm trying to sneak in there beforehand, but being a bit more of a, a retailer, uh, than are not helping small businesses as well, for one, but also as well bringing products that aren't available that we can get to us. And we introduce now, as of today, free delivery on every single product, up to 60,000 products online all around Ireland. We ship around the world as well, so we're shipping to the United States, uh, Israel, Iraq.
1: Are there any uh, peculiarly uh, cork products, Patrick? Um,
11: we actually had a, a great one. Actually, um, uh, a business in Mallow, uh, Lucy's uh, Good Food, and um, w- we have them on our trolley, which is our which is our uh, wholesale. Uh, an American customer bought a, a, a present for their uh, friend who they can come to see. They bought and delivered to them from the United States.
1: Okay, and so, and you're completely Irish owned, and you're employing how many people in Cork?
11: Uh, so so we're uh, employing twelve people in Cork, but we also have people working three people working outside of Cork as well. Uh, and over the pandemic, I hired six more people.
1: Wow. Okay, so that's growing through the pandemic. What's the difference between what you do and drop shipping?
11: Uh, technically, drop shipping is, is is part of our model. But but because our model is more of a, um, I, I call it a human approach to us, right? Because because we still do our construction, we still do our, our, our all the other uh, uh, supplies we do, and we still do our engineering. But w- there's a more of a, a friendly face. So if you go to, I'm going to use Amazon again.
1: You're, you're I'm, I'm you sure you the people that. working up in Cork Airport Business Park for Amazon would contest the fact that you said they're not big in Ireland.
11: Oh well, well, that's AWS. That's that. The, the, that's the Amazon Web Services. Is more of an Irish uh, point of view. But I, 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 my, my idea, Nick, is to do it, and you're buying off local people. Buy off people. That's the same in e-commerce. So I want them to think they're buying off myself, or they're buying off one the team, than just be a, 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 a big corporation. Okay. At the end of the day.
1: Okay, Patrick, uh, we'll move on because I want to talk to other uh, business owners and fledgling businesses. Every success in continuing to employ more and more Cork people, uh, and we wish you all the best. How can people find the Energy Store? Is it just online? Yeah, it's nrgstore.ie. Perfect. Patrick Hogan, owner of nrgstore.ie. Thank you very much. Let's move on to Charlene, who's on line one. Hi, Charlene. Hi. Hi. Box of Kindness is your new business.
6: It is indeed. How are you, Mick?
1: I'm good. So tell me how you founded Box of Kindness and what's it all about?
6: So, to be honest, Box of Kindness um, was nothing (laughs) up to um, me registering the name in June 2020.
1: because Three months ago? Only three months ago?
6: Yes, yes, yes. And actually, it's only launched online, social media, on July 26th. So the business is very, very new.
1: Okay, so um, how, how can we help?
6: So, to be honest, I worked full-time, um, and still do, for a newspaper here in Cork. And obviously, we were brought home to work, So, and it was temporary hours for March, April, May. So, you know, everyone was in lockdown. It was a funny time for everyone. It was definitely a funny time for me, with mixed emotions, up and down every day, you know.
1: But I I think it all started with you when a friend dropped a few treats outside your door and you wanted to do a return gesture by Um, gifting something that wasn't flowers.
6: Exactly. It's so funny because um, she has no idea how much that gesture made on that day. And I sincerely mean that. I better not say her name because she might look for a percentage back off this business. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, she knows exactly who she is and it all started with me walking with my sister and saying small gestures, like, like genuinely I believe that they do matter. So if somebody came to me, it doesn't matter if it's a, a, you know, a cup of coffee outside my door. It really touches me that somebody just thought of me throughout their busy day to bring something to me. It really does. So the tagline was born, the small gestures matter, which is inside every box. And then I was back and forth with boxes, and I was like, a kindness box, and box of kindness just came to me. And the business was registered, and from there on, Mick, it's been a whirlwind.
1: It's a lovely name. Uh,
6: uh, like, uh, thank you so much. I get to see an unhappy face receive the box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what's <laughs> in mean, the boxes? What can be in the boxes? How outlandish can it be?
6: So, to be honest, right, so we're, it all started with chocolate in a mug because that is the, the original Box of Kindness. And then I research baby boxes and milestone boxes. I try to source everything as much as I can from Cork. And the suppliers have been absolutely phenomenal to me, between chocolates and printing of mugs and printing of my boxes. It's fantastic, and I really mean that. So big shout-out to them. But... To be honest, the boxes range from the price of 30 or right up to 120. If you wanted an extra large box for a 21st, a 30th, we create the box for you. So if you come to me saying, I don't know, I have a birthday party for a 10-year-old, I will come back to you with a concept. That's part of Box of Kindness.
1: Or my buddy is 60 years of age and I want to really um, slag him.
6: Exactly. So the reason why I wanted Box of Kindness, it's such a wide genre of options for male, female, whether you're 10 or whether you're 100 we can can supply a box for you.
1: And whether you're being cheeky, tongue in cheek with something.
6: Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, I suppose, like, you know, how do you mean by that? No, Sorry I'm just now. saying,
1: you know, if you were kind of uh, taking the, uh, extracting the urine, shall we say, but you you still wanted to do it from a kind <laughs> perspective. Ha, 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 you're 60 today, you old man. <laughs> of course. Look, I'm just thinking here. of my it's buddy so Joe funny. Hayden, he's, he's 60 yeah, no, no, today.
6: No, 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 absolutely. It's so funny, right? Because some cards, I guess, obviously the note cards are made here in Cork. We're back to basics here. People love their name on something, so it's Happy Birthday, Gerrard happy birthday, Mick, or, you know, I love you, Mick, or just a you note know, to say, I don't you know, hey, handsome, or, you know, like, those. again, you know, like, some of the messages are lovely, others are really, oh, you're 60, you're getting old.
1: Yeah, or as Brenda says, oh, Mick, Your guess."
6: gas. <laughs> well, it's, like, I, ha- I have to say, like, one of the biggest compliments, and, like, I, I don't know, I'm even a bit emotional, because I'm, like, this is so new, and the amount of boxes going out weekly make uh, I'm jaw dropped. Like we had boxes going to Gibraltar this week, the UK, Cavan. Like just
1: Gibraltar, Cavan,
6: Gibraltar. <laughs> Gibraltar. <laughs> like just.
1: But when I, well, like, yeah, when I'm thinking about the ingenuity of your idea, Charlene, there, there probably isn't a cork business that couldn't supply you with something. It's everything. To be
6: honest, yeah, like so I'm getting the boxes from in from the UK. I will say that because it it it's just I, well, we can't source them yet in Cork. But well, we will so I think.
1: That that's you know that it's out there now. You, if if you if you're growing at that speed, are, so, that. somebody in Cork can can facilitate you.
6: And the thing is like, you know, I I'm I'm selling boxes in the hundreds now, you know. Um I like to be honest, it is overwhelming, but you have no idea how grateful I am for people referring my business, liking me on social media, like people just, like the biggest compliment of all, Mick, is somebody that received a box in Galway from a friend in Cork and the girl in Galway liking me on social media and messaging me to tell me how much she loved her box. And that is just, to me, I'm like, oh my God, are people getting the box and then... As a gift for themselves, and then they're buying them for someone else. That to me is job done.
1: Off the top so of my head, I, I think uh, off the top of my head, there's a place called Lee Press on the South Terrace. Uh, I know they make all sorts of different sizes of boxes. Maybe just check there. Maybe bring the business to, to be Cork.
6: Honest, and I'm putting it out there. I I absolutely have no problem doing that. You know because like you know the support from Cork. Like I love Cork. I work in Cork. I like I'm a true Cork girl. But of course I want to put my business back into Cork. That's what I'm trying to do in the majority of things, you know. So it's just, I couldn't bring, you know, um, bugs or things that I'm buying in from outside because people are here willing to supply me. And they've been absolutely the turnaround and phenomenal. And I mean that, Mick, you know, they've been so kind to me. Because you must remember, like, this is very new to me, you know. I know yeah. my old, I, I, you know, like... I know how to do my full-time job but like this is new however though it's catching and it's, it's working what, what's your full-time uh, job oh you said a
1: newspaper do you think you'll be able yes, to stay yes, there yes, much yes, longer
6: yes. yeah <laughs> um, to be honest I love my job and it's working fine now because I have fantastic network of family and friends that are helping me with box of kindness and getting those boxes out have I a social life right now I don't make to be honest actually nobody has much but, one these days no, I was just going to say, and like to be honest with the gift boxes as well, like a lot of people haven't seen friends or you know people abroad now, like the one in Gibraltar that was sent out for um, a girl's 25th birthday. Like, they it's just something that when you open the box, you get this good feeling. You know, and of course, I'm going to promote my own business, but I, the feedback is, you, you know, I, I will drop some boxes key and then you know exactly what I mean by it. Because, I don't know, if you've got a box today, Mick, with your name on it and name in your cup.
1: And You'd be blown away that somebody had had the actual um, thoughtful process and the kind heart and the motivation to exactly. do something like that, no matter what's in the box.
6: And uh, that is what Box of Kindness is about. How, how do people find Box of Kindness, you?
1: Charlie? I'm running out of time, but I really want to give you the best plug possible. How, how do people find Thank
6: it? Thank you so much. Um, so you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. But Instagram seems to be our main source until I have a website sources, hopefully in a few weeks. So, um, And we're moving into a unit um, this weekend. So that's a very big step for me as well, you know. So, okay. wish us luck.
1: <laughs> and, so and everything is tied down. You've got website, you've got your copyright and all that sort of, sort of stuff protected. Yeah, this absolutely. is an idea that could work anywhere.
6: I was just going to say, like, with the Box of Kindness, you know, I've already been approached for corporates. I'm doing 40 boxes for them in two weeks' time. Wow. So, like, it's just, look, when it comes to staff appreciation... Customer appreciation,
1: staff appreciation, the list is endless. The list of suppliers is endless. The list of permutations and possibilities is endless. You're going to be a millionaire, Charlene. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Bye, mate. Cheers, all the best. Bye-bye. Charlene Corkery there, founder of Box of Kindness. News at 11 is on the way.
0: Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM.
1: And into the final hour of my stint on the Neil Prenderville Show. Neil, of course, returns uh, after news at 9 on uh, Monday morning. And don't forget, we've, uh, on this Friday, a family pass to Photo Wildlife party to give towards the end of the day. And, of course, we have our free food Friday mentions as well. Let's get a few more of them in uh, where they're really, really backing up on us now. There's so many people looking for this from Oak Fire Pizza. The deal is, of course, that if you are chosen you will be delivered next Friday. We work a week behind with some Oak Fire Pizza. Not just some, but six large pizzas with sides, wood-fired baby potatoes, garlic bread dips, drinks, homemade mini cheesecake tasters. Don't they sound lovely? Plus the compostable cups and cutlery and all the napkins you'll need too. And uh, it's all at oakfirepizza.ie, spreading the passion for real Woodfire Pizza since 2010. There's more people entering today than ever, apparently. Such is the passion for Woodfire Pizza. Lunch for Amanda's at Absolute Essentials in Middleton. Thanks so much for the shout-out yesterday. If I win lunch, I'm sure I'll be able to organise a pizza delivery to a lot of my team living locally and keep it socially distanced. As always, you're doing a fantastic job. We would love lunch for the teachers in Douglas Community School, especially Mr. Lynch. Free Food Friday, please, for Apple in Lavitz Quay, says Leah O'Sullivan. Please. Hi, guys. I'm the manager of Sisu Clinic in Cork, and we would love Free Food Friday delivered to my fantastic staff. That's the latest venture of Pat Phelan, I think, and every success to all of you guys as well. Hey, Mick, we would love some pizza uh, next week to Hennessy's here in Beauty in Pembroke Street, keeping all the salons and people of Cork supplied with their beauty needs. I want to nominate Eneskeen Camogie Club who won the county final last Sunday against Ahabolog A great game. This would be a lovely celebratory treat for them and their trainers, managers and all background helpers. They really deserve it. Uh, from a slitter mammy. Uh, hey Mick, could I please nominate the teachers and staff of Skull and Spritnav Boys School and Bishop's Channel. Uh, been amazing ensuring the children are so safe and happy every day. I have two boys in the school, Alex and Adam O'Sullivan, but I must say they're doing above and beyond for every child. So well done to all at Skull and Spridnave Boys School in Bishopstown. I have dozens and dozens of more uh, to call out Uh, but we're going to get back to new businesses uh, which opened uh, during the pandemic on an effort and attempt to end on a very positive note uh, and give these uh, businesses a leg up and a kick start uh, in these difficult times because uh, from these difficult times has come the innovation that caused these businesses to be created and although the COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted normal life uh, as they say around the globe it's not necessarily a bad time to start a business Many successful businesses began during or survived tough economic crises by recognizing a new demand and rising to meet. And some of the biggest businesses in the world, like Google and Facebook, have done that. It's also a great time, of course, to find skilled co-founders, skilled teammates, skilled workers, and many talented people are currently looking for work. So these businesses can provide that uh, lifeline for some people and uh, a very happy opportunity too. Good morning, AJ. Hi, Mick. How are you? Very good. What does AJ stand for? AJ stands for Amy Jane. Amy Jane. Is it all one name? Uh, all one
5: name,
1: yes. So, but it's still AJ. You take the J in the middle. I've never seen it before. Yes. A-I-M-E-E. I have seen before, uh, yes. as in Amy. But Amy Jane, A-I-M-E-E-J-A-N-E. It's lovely. Now, you, you opened up the Wonder Lab Makeup Academy. That's a huge yes. business at the moment. Some of the biggest makeup brands under serious pressure at the moment because of lack of footfall. Uh, closing shops in, in Cork, nationwide and worldwide so what's your idea?
5: So basically I opened up the Wonder Lab Makeup Academy only last week um, I was actually, so I was a freelance makeup artist uh, last year and obviously the start of this year and weddings were like my main thing but unfortunately due to COVID obviously a lot of those weddings were cancelled so I just kind of thought what my next step going to be and I used to teach makeup a lot as part of my career as well so and I saw a niche in the market for a makeup academy that there was makeup courses needed so yeah so I thought of the Wonder lab and we're after opening in the city centre so we're just on top of blarney street in the city centre so we're very local and we also actually opened a salon on site as well so we have a bit of everything
1: what are you offering makeup courses is it
5: Makeup courses, yes. So we have started our first makeup course this week. It's more of a beginner course and within the next two to three weeks we have more courses starting. So it starts up a beginner and then it goes on to more advanced, so people that want to do it as their career or we also have shorter courses for people who just want to learn how to do their own makeup as well.
1: All right. so from everybody who wants to just do their own makeup and make a good job of it. Uh, exactly. You know, make it look really. like it was done in a salon or something to, to, exactly. pe- to people who want to go a bit further and maybe make a business of it or whatever. So you've uh, looking at the yeah. course list, there's a four week course, then there's 10 week course, a 12 week course and a 20 week course. I'm sorry yeah. not for being exactly. so flippant, but how could anyone spend 20 weeks learning about makeup? That's just me being a man, by the way.
5: Yeah, so much to learn. So, like, with the 20-week course, especially, they start right off at the basics. So, they learn everything ranging from, like, skincare to bridal. And then they go right up to, like, we do special effects. So, like, your horror makeup, your film and TV makeup, fashion makeup, and photographic. So, it really gives a makeup artist, like, an opportunity. As soon as they do finish the course, they can go on and do anything afterwards. So, they could get a job in film, a job in TV, or they can do, like, counter work and things, too.
1: And you could be be working in a car park, you could be working in a car park in Care in County Tipperary with Matt Damon. Yeah, uh, exactly. And all the rest of that that's happening up there. So you're fully booked with Communions and Confirmations anyway. How is it working for you socially distance-wise?
5: So, well, when I picked it, so basically I was looking for a unit for a long time. And when I found this one, there was quite a lot of work to do with it. So it suited me fine because, well, when I wanted to put my own stamp on it, but also with all the COVID equipment, it made it, like made it easier to be able to put everything in. So when people do come into the salon now, as soon as they walk in, we actually have a thermometer that senses their temperature. And we have glass panels between each section. Each section is also your two metres apart, so nobody is on top of each other. And we also have like the sanitizer, the visors, the masks. So we have literally the full salon is kitted out for COVID. So it's brilliant.
1: And are you able to offer advice on that to, to would-be salon openers?
5: Yes, hundred percent. Like I, we put so much work into making the salon like perfect place for people being able to come in. Like obviously, my staff and all the students were the main priority. So everything we have done is to make it the safest place possible. So if anyone is opening a salon and would like advice, they can definitely get on to me because I've been through the ring of it now. Okay.
1: Uh, so you found it hard at first to get uh, to get to grips with everything wearing... I mean, how do you do um, makeup wearing masks and gloves? It's a very, very touchy-feely sort of a subject, it really, is, isn't it? It is.
5: It is quite hard. Like, I'm so used to... Like, when you're doing makeup, you're nearly on top of people. Like, you're so used to... And you have to touch their face and everything... So it's gotten to a stage now where, like, we wear gloves and visors while we're doing the client's makeup, and the client then has the option to just get their, say, the top half their face done while they're wearing their mask going out, or they can take off the mask to get their full face done, but then we have to double up on our protection then as well, just so we're making them feel more comfortable too.
1: Okay, and when you're applying makeup to somebody, are you showing them how to do it themselves? Because that's completely different than when they're doing it themselves in the mirror, isn't it? Yeah,
5: it's totally different. Like, when somebody else does it for you, obviously it's a lot easier, but we do, like, one-on-one lessons as well in the salon. So people can actually come in and what happens is we go through their makeup step by step. So I do something and then I let them duplicate it on the other side. So they're able to learn how to do their own as well.
1: Okay, so you've got a huge available market. About half the population walking around can be your... Your potential customers.
5: Yeah, exactly. And it is It's a great skill to have to be able to do your own makeup. And I think as well, like with next year coming up, hopefully all the weddings that were unfortunately cancelled or postponed from this year will be able to happen next year. So the market for makeup artists is huge at the moment for anyone who wants to go into freelance work doing weddings and things as well. So...
1: Okay, and, and as long as the restrictions are here, as long as you socially, uh, re- you know, respect everything that's done, I, I don't think you know. In, in the current situation, uh, there's anything stopping you from visiting a person's home. Uh, certainly, at this okay. level of lockdown, and once you keep the the hygiene and 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 the rules adhered to, uh, you can provide a service there that could be quite lucrative for you. So now is the time, really, if you want to get into the makeup trade, cranky, uh, while, while yes. things are changing uh, to yeah. get to get this education. Where can people find the academy, Amy Jane?
5: So it's on the end of Blarney Road, so just the top of Blarney Street in the city centre. And if anyone is interested in looking at the courses or making an appointment, they can go onto our website and it's the wonderlab.ie.
1: Okay. Blarney Street isn't exactly the city centre if you're at the top of it, is it?
5: It's well it's quite close it's close, about a close and then enough and it walks out to the city and um, well the reason we actually picked the top of Barney Street was because it was well that side of the city is easy to get to and you can park for free outside the door as well which is okay. very handy <laughs> for
1: everyone so that's a big thing okay well, well done yeah. uh, once, once again people can find you can I find you online?
5: You can find us online, yeah. So we are—we have an Instagram and a Facebook as well where they can make appointments on both. Those are also called the Wonder Lab Makeup Academy. And we have our website, which is thewonderlab.ee, where they can book into courses, make an appointment online, or they can send us a message if they'd like to as well for more details.
1: Brilliant, Amy-Jen. Great idea and a lovely name. Well done.
5: Perfect.
1: Perfect. Thank you very much for having me on. Not a bother. Thanks. Cheers. Thank bye bye. We're looking at new businesses today and what a great time to find skilled co-founders, teammates, talent, talented people. What a great time to put forward uh, an idea and we're happy to publicise the uh, the ones that we're doing. Lunch for Common Sports. Warehouse in Little Island on our Free Food Friday. Futura, Futura Frames in Bandon would lo- uh, love lunch. We're flat out busy, they say. Hi, Mick. We'd love lunch for all the girls who are working as nurses on call. My name is Fiona Toomey. We have worked right through the pandemic and we feel we need a deserved treat. Nicola in DD Security, Ballycreen Industrial Estate. Uh, I think we read that one already. Hi Mick, Rory O'Flaherty here in the CUH Warehouse, keeping the hospital supplied with PPE to keep the virus under wraps as much as we can. We'd love the lunch. Cheers. Hi Rory uh, and all in the CUH Warehouse. We'd love the lunch for all the crew at Haven Marine Boatyard in Passage West. We listen every week. Uh, great show, Mick, over the last two weeks. That's Dan and all the gang there. Hi, guys. Hey, Mick, Trevor hire on the Victoria Road. Some of the lads need proper grub. Uh, P.S. We love the show and keep up the good work uh, says Mark uh, Hi Mick, uh, lunch for expert attic conversions working in Mallow uh, Hi Mick, please say hello to all in Aura and all we'd love to win lunch today we have some very hungry staff here after all their gymming and swimming they're very hungry hope all is well where the hearth is please feed the very overworked but extremely happy staff at Rad and Fireplaces in Hollymount Industrial Estate says Alan Ross Hi Mick, we'd like the pizza please for all at ECI JCB in uh, Carrick Tool. Uh we want that Friday feeling today. Thanks, Horgan's Garage in Carrie Pike. Uh, hi, Dan and John and all the gang there. Uh, hoping today will be the day for pizza. Kaylee Robinson here. I'm a healthcare assistant at Skibbereen Residential Care Centre in Skibbereen oak fire pizza would be such a treat for me and my team. We've worked so hard throughout this pandemic keeping our residents and team safe. Uh, let's go to one more business uh, and we'll uh, then do our Free Food Friday final mentions and give it away uh, in about 20-25 minutes time. Good morning to Shane Murphy. Hi Shane. Hi, how are you? Very good. Uh, now, you're the uh, Y'all Cancer Support Director uh, and you want to get know. a message out that the you facility is still there, still working, yeah. still available to people. Tell us all about it.
12: Yeah, um, we're a voluntary organisation and um, we cover uh, East Cork and West Waterford and we supply all our services free of charge um, and we are just trying to reach out to tell people um, that either have cancer or friends or family that we're here, we're open and we're ready for people to come in. Um, we have, since the pandemic has finished, we've had an awful lot of um, people who've been volunteering their services, but we've a lack of people coming in to us. Um, the services that we offer are counselling, Reiki, art for pleasure, uh, nutritionist coach, hairdressers. Um, we have loads of hairdressers that are actually offering their services to uh, cancer um,
1: uh, patients. Uh, and of course, hair, hairdressing is, a, is an important facet, uh, as, as well as, well as um, probably probably have a wig specialist on board as well for those who Correct. need that. We have a great
12: week week specialist on board as well. Like, I mean, I suppose that the hairdressing is great because, you know, if you're suffering from cancer, you just, you don't want to go in somewhere where there's lots of people. Um, mm-hmm. And it's great that we have uh, hairdressers that are volunteered to come in here and also they're volunteering their actual place they work out of. Um, so, I mean, that's that's a brilliant, like, you know, um, a peace of mind for people. Like, it's it's huge, you know.
1: You've got a, you've got a Cork Street name, because there's a famous street in Cork n- name the same, but you're at 29 Friar Street, in you
12: that's correct. Yeah, um, we're just across the way from Cooper's uh, kitchens, and um, you know, in y'all at the moment, there's two or three parking, so there's no problem with parking or anything like that. Uh, and um,
1: has has the COVID nineteen restrictions? Uh, I, I assume it has caused a lack in hospital attendances for checkups, and are we going to see a higher incidence in detection of cancer now?
12: We we definitely are. You know, I mean, you know, talking to anybody else that's running different centres and and talking to. Um, um, the Cancer Society, you know, everybody's talking about the fact that everything was put on hold for so long and people are waiting so long as well when they actually waiting for diagnosis and stuff. There's a huge amount of stress around that. I work as a psychotherapist myself and I'm noticing a huge uh, influx of not people that have huge anxiety around diagnosis and lack of diagnosis.
1: Okay, and, and just to clarify, you are working only with people with a cancer diagnosis. Uh, you no, know, then- we are. Yes, go on. We,
12: sorry, we also have uh, it's for friends and family. I suppose one of the big things, really, is that you know if, if you're if you're um, helping you know um, a family member or with, with cancer, you know you forget about yourself, you know, and it's very important that we look after you know the friends and the family and the carers, you know, because you know they're as important as the person who's actually got cancer.
1: Hence the counselling, the art therapy, and the reiki rooms. Correct. Re- sure. Reiki is a great energy healing and, re- and revitalizing uh, discipline. Uh, and of yeah. course, we have to mention the house is fully COVID compliant.
12: Correct. Yeah, we have all the co- uh, have temperature checks and all the forms to fill in as you come in. And obviously, we're limiting the amount of people that come into the house at one time. That's Six why people. We've yeah. Or- yeah, that's why we've organized that there is um, that there is a booking system uh, which you can book uh, on our email address or on if you ring in. Um, So, I mean, we're limiting the amount of people, but we're actually open more hours than we were before. We were just open on a Friday before, now we're open on a Wednesday evening and a Saturday morning. Um, So that kind of just extends the amount of time that we are available for people.
1: Okay, and how can people get in touch, In We're happy to slot you in here in the middle of all the new businesses because yours is a a service, not a business, but a service that has been suffering because of of the COVID restrictions. And just to reiterate, you are there. You're open uh, Wednesday 4 to 8 Saturday 10 to 2 and an all-day drop-in service on Friday. So how do people get in touch and and ensure that they are one of the six to keep people safe?
12: Exactly so um, we have our telephone number is 02420645 and our mobile number is 085250. 7385.
1: Great stuff. Well, happy to call that out again for you, Shane. Shane Murphy, uh, Yall Cancer Support Director, thank you very much. We'll give that a plug again for you. But attendance at the service at 29 Friar Street, Yall, is down by 60% since COVID-19, but the service remains open and ready to assist. Thank you very much, Shane. Okay. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Thanks. Bye-bye. And that number again, if you want to get in touch, is 085 2507 385. And if you want to dial the landline, it's 024. It's the old prefix 024- 20645. 20645. Couple more uh, free fruit Friday mentions. Eileen Murray here in Ballinlock. I'd love to win the pizzas for my niece who turns eighteen and did her leaving cert, and also for my twin nephews who turn sixteen over the weekend. They'd be delighted. We'd love to win the free food Friday here in Walsh's Pharmacy on Shandon Street. Please, we're starving. We've been working very hard during the pandemic. From Holly, the pharmacy technician. I would love to apply for the free uh, food oak fired pizza. To celebrate my son's starting anniversary. Thank you. Don't have a name of that, but we do have your number, so you are in with a chance. Hey Mick, we work for the mental health services for older people at St. Mary's Health Campus. We're a very hard working team. We're all keeping each other's spirits up during this time. MMD construction is an airport business park and would love the pizza. Shirley and all the staff. Hi Mick, I'd love the pizza for all the hard-working ladies in Gate Childcare in Little Island, says Eva. Hi Mick, the staff in Kinsale Community Hospital would love lunch in these difficult times. We love the show. And hi, we would love for the brilliant staff in Donamore Family Resource Centre to win. There's 18 ladies there. The perfect amount to share six large pizzas and they work in the centre and they would love a Friday treat. We will have some more for you and it is from Oakfired Pizza, Princess Street, Clonakilty, and Bandon. Uh, spreading the passion for real wood fire pizza since 2010. You can check out what all the fuss is about at oakfirepizza.ie Text the
0: Neil Prenderville Show now 86 Red 106
1: Coming up on 28 minutes past 11 o'clock on the Neil Prenderville Show Linda O'Regan-Enoll is thanking me for entertaining her over the last two weeks. She's been glued to the radio she said and we've had a text all the way from one of our most distant listeners getting up early in the morning in a place called Loud. Loudoun, L-O-U-D-E-N. Loudon is in Tennessee. So good morning and enjoying the Neil Prenderville show is uh, Jeff and Kelly McCann in Loudon, Tennessee. Isn't that nice? Now we have uh, on uh, line six, Jill, with a great story. Good morning to you, Jill.
6: Hi, how are you?
1: Good, I hear you're a little nervous. Don't worry at all. It's just <laughs> no you and me. Now you started, no you, this is a great story. You started your business during COVID. Tell us all about I it.
6: I did. So I retired from the Navy last year um, after nearly 23 years of service. I was a communication specialist. And before I left, I started studying social media for business.
1: Were you, would you would have been one of the first female Yeah, there, there were, there were, three, to the, there were
6: yeah. three of us in two different classes. So yeah, I would have been the longest serving when I left um, last year.
1: Fabulous. Well done.
6: Thank you. <laughs> so you finished
1: studying social media for business in April. And what happened then?
6: Yeah, so I had created an Instagram account, you know, kind of just putting a a few few tips and tricks out there Um, and during COVID, a lot of businesses were catapulted into online business and, you know, um, their their social media and everything and a lot of businesses um, that they wouldn't have traded online or wouldn't have a social media presence were kind of hidden the unknown would have been maybe some of the older the older um, business owners but um, so I was contacted by a few of them and you know to help them with their social media and things like that and um, I just said jeez you know I'm getting phone calls and messages every day from people saying how do I do this how do I do that and just simple little things um, so I said you know what I, like I wasn't officially ready to launch a business but Um, this basically catapulted myself into launching it Um, so I'm yeah so I'm um, creating a business called Atlantic Social Um, so social media management so I help businesses with their online presence creating brand awareness um, in managing their social media if need be Um, and just consulting with them with their strategies and things like that
1: Great idea I know lots of people who have been looking for that kind of service uh, over the years uh, I, I think I've come up with a great slogan for you as well, crafting your message. <laughs> Will that work, it's do you good. think?
8: It's a good one, it is a good one, yeah.
1: Okay, so, so how how wide a uh, selection of businesses have you been and can you, have you been helping, can you help?
6: So it's just it's just tailored for the, the you know, the small local businesses first to, to maybe get themselves out there um, into the, the little wider area, you know. Um, so here, there's now um, a few clothes shops and little accessory shops and things like that. Now, um, at the moment,
1: okay. And and would you do something for for businesses like uh, funnels, where if 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 they click on an ad on on one one of the social media platforms, that you take them to, to the next step, the next step, the next step, and to a purchase or to adjoining something?
6: Yeah, ju- yeah. Just the customer journey, basically, um, and because a lot of businesses don't know. Um, like the, the the basic things of that, so it's just helping them along their journey of bringing the customer and getting the customer to make that final purchase.
1: Yeah, because some some of the people we're talking to, and not, not we're talking about new businesses now, but some people who are starting a new business might have a fantastic idea, but not have the social media skills to develop it online.
6: Yeah, and that's that's where I can help them. <laughs> they give me a call. Um, yeah, it, it's, there's not a lot in it, but there is, well, there is a lot in it, but it's very, very time consuming. But I think once you've got the fundamentals right, um, then you're, you're laughing all the way to the bank then.
1: <laughs> okay, and how can people contact you, Jill, if they want to craft their message? as they say. So
6: I'm mainly on Instagram um, at Atlantic Social and I am com on, um, on the website.
1: Okay. And your time in the naval service, you enjoyed it?
6: I did, yeah. Long enough. Nearly 23 years, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, happy Great. retirement. Great. Uh,
6: how- Great experiences.
1: How could a communication specialist say she was nervous coming on the air?
6: I know. Do you know what? It's when I'm talking about myself, I just go pure flat.
1: You've been anything but nervous. It's been brilliant talking to you. Jill, well done. Uh, it's Atlantic Social, and you can find it, uh, especially on Instagram, but Atlantic-Social.com, is it?
7: Yeah, it is, yeah.
1: Okay, well done. Build up your clientele and going from strength to strength and an idea you had during COVID. So, well done.
6: Great. Thanks very much,
1: Mike. All the best. Bye-bye. Two matters COVID now again, and we're going to line five. And George, good morning, George. Good morning, Mick. How are you? Very good. You want to say, with all the schools uh, back, it's the mixing that's causing some of the problems.
13: Um, I was that i was I pulled up outside of school in uh, turner's cross and, uh, and I was just watching all the kids going in and and uh, they're either coming out or going in and uh, I just noticed all the um, all the adults were sort of like fairly closely uh, tightly packed together, and the kids were all fairly tightly packed together coming out and uh, and i just uh, I just wondered if that was part of the reason that the the whole um, the whole testing uh, was going up the re- uh, you know that was the basic reason behind it the kids are getting it they're not really getting a lot of effect from it and then um, and then they're giving it to their parents who are giving it to their friends who are giving it to their fathers and mothers and, and so on and so forth
1: and are kids um, coming out of school and, and, and taking off the masks they've been wearing all day or what? Uh, yeah, well, they were coming out. It just looked like
13: uh, kids coming out from school, and on this particular day that I was watching, anyway, you know, they, um, I don't, I didn't see any masks being worn. Maybe, maybe a few of them were wearing masks, but um, I, I, I had a feeling that it, that it seemed to be something like, you know, this is, this is okay. We can do this now. You know, um, uh, that was the only time I saw it. But it, it just went on from there a little bit in my own head, and I started to research about the, the testing and everything, and of course. And then I got into all this like positive, negative testing, and uh, how the method that they're using for testing, um, they go right deep down into the back throat, and they can find old, dead COVID um, that the people could have had a few months ago. So therefore, and that is, and that is uh, coming up as a positive, and because of that, um, that's that's adding on to the increase in testings uh, because. Um, in the as, as they are actually increasing the testing anyway, and they're also finding out these other um, component parts of COVID in there um, that is coming up as a positive, then really the, it, it puts a bit of a flaw in the um, in the testing system.
1: But it's a catch so twenty two okay. situation, George, because if, if we're not doing it enough is. testing, we can't correctly identify the rapid advance. Uh, as it's exactly. seen now, uh, of of the COVID virus. And, you know, Donegal going to level three, there's one or two counties coming up behind it. Uh, I venture that unless we take personal responsibility here in Cork, it's it's a place we could be heading to in a couple of weeks' time as well. Uh, and you'd feel uh, sorry so we, for the businesses uh, so we, that are just open, if that's the case. Yeah. But it, it may be happening. It, 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 the, well, if fair if, fair if fair. we don't do enough testing, we're not going to get enough of an accurate picture of of the COVID spread. And and with the R rate over one, and it is over one, um, you know, and with Dublin and Donegal both over a hundred per one hundred thousand, uh, those well, figures.
13: This is a this is a very contentious issue, yeah. And um, and I I'm am of course talking passively. Um, I'm talking about um, the uh, the the fact that that it's the economy that is at. Um, that's on the line here. And I'm just talking about, has anybody asked the government what model they are using yeah, to find out whether this is going to be a phase two? Because the other COVID, the SARS and the the, Mar- the MERS, um, they didn't have a phase two. You know, and um, it just, and, and and there's there's some eminent scientists out there who are saying there's no point in saying anything because the governments are on a win-win situation anyway. You know, they're going to be... Why uh, are they on a win-win situation? They're going broke. Because, because if it is, if there is a second phase and we are doing this, then the numbers are going to go down. And if we, but if they don't do it, then there's a lot of people out there. I mean, I'm very, very good at explaining what other what I've heard other people say. Um, there's a lot of other uh, eminent scientists. Uh, this particular one I have in mind is Michael Yeaton, who works with Pfizer's, and he's been uh, talking about this exact problem. Um, on it, it, it's, it's online, uh, it's on YouTube. Um, but, you know, they're also saying that you know, it's going to if, if it's going to go down anyway, and there isn't going to be a second phase, then the the government are still going to be seen to be, you know, solving the problem.
1: But it's it's now, not going down, and and the papers are screaming that we're we're heading inexorably into into a second that's phase. Right,
13: that's right, as papers as newspapers do all the time. Uh, they scream inexorably. Well,
1: what would you uh, believe newspapers or, or well, the social exactly. media outlets? You're believing in?
13: Well, no, it's not social media. We're not talking about social media. We're talking about we're talking about eminent professors and scientists who don't feel there's any point in saying anything because um, because it's, they feel that there won't be a second phase. It's going to go down anyway.
1: All right. So, well, look.
13: And that, so so that's uh, that's what I was putting across, and uh, there is a. Uh, you know but at the same time, of course, I must conform to everything that the the rules say, uh, because we are very um we, we are very thoughtful about the old and the infirmed and those with underlying problems, but I do worry about the people who are terrified, and i just um I just wanted to say
1: that. You know, I the, the, biggest the biggest business baguette. in the world today is fear. As my as my buddy Pat used always said that's why we're all over insured. But I do take your point. There's no point in the schools adhering to all of the strict guidelines for for getting the kids back to school and keeping them there safely uh, if the parents don't uh, and the children collectively don't uh, exercise individual responsibility outside the school and at the at the okay. school grounds and not be mixing. And that's what the teacher asked for last night. We must take personal responsibility to reduce our circle of contact uh so this social chatting outside schools i think needs to be highlighted uh, and and if if the school does all the good work, there's no point in the parents collecting the children being the weak link in the chain
13: well, that's it it's exactly it we're uh, we've uh, they've they've put that back into play and um and you know and that could be a reason that it's being passed on at such a
1: rate. All right, George, got to leave it there, but uh, we've got some text. Well, thanks a million, George. Uh, right, one. Uh, it's lovely having you on this week and last week. Thank you, George. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks, George. Bye-bye. Mick, you're spot on. That man blaming kids is wrong. It's everywhere. It's in pubs, schools, houses, shops, etc. It's down to the public now to cop on or we'll go to level three. He's talking about a primary school uh, and primary school children don't have to wear masks sorry i missed that he was talking about a primary school parents congregating is obviously a separate issue uh so you can keep the calls coming 1850104106 you can text 086 or email neil at redfm.ie. Let's get the final free Food Friday mentions done. Uh, I'd love lunch for the customer service team in Heineken. Working hard, says Beth Lurden. Uh Can I nominate the staff at Skull Cleana, Community National School in Carrie Tool? They've worked so hard making the school as safe as possible for our children. They deserve a treat, says Elaine Larkin. I would like to nominate the gang at Super Value Mayfield for the pizza giveaway, as they've been great, even during lockdown, and deserve a nice treat. Hi Mick, I'm Rita Holding in Roscarbery, West Cork. Lovely Ross Carberry. I'd love a free pizza to celebrate my son heading to the University of Limerick. He struggled throughout his school life with dyslexia and he managed to get his course to study sports and exercise science. It'd be good to have a feast. Thank you. Uh, great show while I'm on the road. Heimik, I'd love to give us, uh, you to give a shout out to Anne and the staff of the Stroke Rehab Unit in St Finbar's Hospital for the wonderful work they do to improve the life of stroke survivors. They deserve to be considered for lunch today from a former work colleague Eileen. I'm texting Mick on behalf of all the staff in Shanakheel Childcare who are working very hard. We would love some free lunch to start off our lovely weekend. Hey Mick, Joan here from Kearney's Coaches in Little Island. After being closed for months, we'd love to win the Free Food Friday for the 17 office and garage staff. And hey guys, can you wish James Sugru, uh this isn't Free Food Friday, it's just a mention, can you wish James Sugrew all the very best for today? He's playing in the Irish Open Golf from his work colleagues at Sugru's Furniture in Mallow.
14: The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday, 1850 104 106.
1: Coming up on a quarter to 12, Morning Carnies in Cork, uh, in Little Island. Would love lunch for the 17 of us between office and staff. Been a busy week here. Erica from Child Childcare says she's having a lovely week. I love my job taking care of the wonderful children here. it would be so lovely to win these pizzas for all the wonderful people I work with to top off the week. It would be great to win for all the girls working so hard every day. We'd love to win some nice lunch for everyone in Shanachiel Childcare, please. And I make I'd like to nominate all of the Q staff at St. Luke's Home in Mann who uh, worked so hard throughout the entire pandemic, deserving a break from the cooking and let the food come to us. Thanks, guys. But Kearney's Coaches, the final one uh, for now, is Alex's Body Shop, 17 people here, please. So we'll get to that in a couple of minutes and uh, tell you who's won the free food Friday. Uh, Mick, uh, enjoy the last two weeks. Great listening. Keep up the good work. Can you say a huge thank you, Mick, please, to Eric Howie of the Angler's Bar for supplying Grattan United with COVID officer jackets, all made possible by Neil and your show. Uh, best regards, Neil's show. Best regards, and thanks again to Tony O'Brien, COVID officer, uh, Grattan United FC. And we have just chosen uh, text number 104 on Red FM 104 to 106, uh, and uh, they've told us who they are, where they work, and why they want to win these great goodies. Oak Fire Pizza we'll be delivering from Princess Street, I think, this uh, time next week. Clonacilty and Bandon as well, they're sorting out lunch for the team. And the team are at uh, AIB Patrick Street, who are working very hard. Uh, They were texters 104. It's a very fair system. We'd love to uh, win some free food Friday from Oak Pizza for all the hard-working gang here in AIB Patrick Street. It's been a fantastic show the past last two weeks and we loved it. Thanks, says Judith. Uh, text number 104. Well done to all. Oak Pizza, spreading the fa- uh, passion for real wood fire pizza since 2010. So the winners will have time to arrange now for the team to be there. Philip Burke is going to call you next Friday because uh, we work a week ahead uh, and we'll call the winners on the day to see how they're all enjoying their Oak Fire Pizza goodies. It's a made in Cork success story. Uh, it's been around a lot longer than uh, COVID. It's been around 10 years, but Oak Fire Pizza opened as a takeaway in Bandon in its formative years in 2015, uh, quickly converted to a fast, casual, bistro style experience, opened a Bandon location and now has a flagship Cork City presence as well. And on the way to AIB is six large pizzas with sides, wood-fired baby potatoes, garlic bread dips, drinks and homemade mini cheesecake tasters, plus the compostable cups, cutlery and napkins you'll need as well. And all uh, socially responsible and degradable and all that kind of thing. So well done to AIB Patrick Street and thanks once again to Oak Fire Pizza. Owen Murphy's on line one. Good morning Owen. Uh, Good morning. Hi Nick. Businesses during COVID. You're the owner of Red Church Menswear. Where did that name come from? Uh,
3: It's uh, an area in London there that sells uh, suits uh so they kind of do tailor-made suits and stuff like that like, okay. so i thought it was a good good strong name so i said uh when i was going to open a business i'd, I'd call it red church
1: excellent and and how's it been going
3: uh it's going grand as in like obviously i suppose uh, like there's 70 percent of the market now i suppose asleep. you know um like i i do wedding suits um Kind of all the formal end of the market, you know.
1: Is it all higher, so, or do you sell as well?
3: No, I just sell like so. I like let's say I sell to the groom and the groomsmen, Um and let's say for well, you not know, the businessmen and so forth. Like, um, so like it's it, it's fine. Let's like, say I've obviously had to pivot a little bit and kind of do casual wear, um, you know, just just for now and so forth. Like so, uh, it's going it's going okay. Like I suppose like. Uh, the people of Cork are very good, you know, let's say the weddings that I am getting at the moment I find, let's say, the groom and the bride come in and they're sending in their father they're sending in their friends so I suppose whatever business is out there you know, I'm trying to get, you know
1: Yeah, I know, and you you opened of course before the advent of Covid, so yours is one that uh, opened in, you know with full plans and then were kind of sidelined by Covid
3: Uh, Yeah, exactly, so I was going, let's say opened in December and Obviously, when you open the first month, you know, it's you know it's tough enough. You're just kind of getting going and getting stock in. So, uh, so like, January and February were good for me. Uh, you know, I was getting a good reaction. Uh, and, you know, I had plenty of weddings booked and stuff for that, like that. Um, and then, obviously, kind of things went uh, bang, as in, uh, you know, at, we had no income for uh, March, April, May. Uh, and then, you know, June kind of, you know, it's, picking back up slowly again, you know, but I suppose everything depends on
1: occasions and, uh... Yeah, can I put it to you, Owen, that the people who'd be renting from you are are the people who are going to be at the weddings anyway. Whether it's 200 people at a wedding or 50 people at a wedding, it's only maybe five or six, maybe a dozen that'll be renting, and and they're going to be there at the wedding anyway.
3: I I just sell them, like, so, like, I suppose basically, um... Oh, sorry, just selling. Sorry. I I just sell them there, yeah. Um, Like, I suppose basically, um... Let's say the amount of weddings is obviously a lot less at the moment, you know. Uh, the amount of people getting married a lot. Of a lot of people deferring,
1: off. yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, but like, you know, let's say normally there'd be 200 people going to the wedding, so you're obviously kind of missing that market as well, you know. Okay. Uh, where Where can people
1: contact you, Owen?
3: Uh, we're on Drawbridge Street there.
1: Okay. Uh,
3: and are you and, online uh, as well? I'm online, yeah. Uh, it's redchurch.ie, and I'm on Instagram as well.
1: Okay, perfect. Very best of luck. It's a business that started before COVID but was obviously affected by the restrictions. Uh, we wish you all the very best on. Thanks a million. Red Church Menswear is the name of the business on Drawbridge Street. Thanks very much. Martin, good morning to you. Hi, Martin. Hello. Hi, what have you done? It's Bad Boys Barbecue. Sounds great. Sounds good, yeah,
14: and it tastes even better. We've, uh, um, we've actually put a drive-in in the Couragian showgrounds. Um as you probably know, everyone knows, our our industry was completely wiped out. Um, our first event was Cork Sea Patrick's Day, and uh, March 17th. And since then, we have just been completely wiped out. So we got together with uh, Keith's Ice Creams, give Keith a shout out there in Gladmire, and ourselves. And we got the session hire guys in. We had the health and safety guys. And we got together and put on a drive through cinema. Um, We have the largest LED screen in Ireland. It's nine metres by six metres, high definition. And we need Cork to support us.
1: Okay, so you're in the Curraheen showgrounds. That's not too far from where we're sitting now.
14: Yes. We're actually going to be doing giveaways with you guys next week. Oh, brilliant. um, All together, there's over 30 families involved in this locally. And um, we're just trying to make it a success and stay above ground so after COVID we can just go back to normal, you know? Okay, Martin. when, when have...
1: you say there's 30 other families from Cork uh, involved here, they're all kind of shareholders in this sort of cooperative venture, is it?
14: Yeah, so we have staff, healthy health officers, COVID compliant officers, we have our suppliers, we have uh, the staff on on scene, um, the suppliers of Bad Boys Barbecue and then Keith ice creams with the staff that he employs. So all together, um, there's, there's probably a little over 30 families involved in, in uh, directly, in
1: making this a success. You know, Mick. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pat O'Connell meets uh, another one there. So what? What's the what's yeah. the customer experience then? You've mentioned the nine meter by six meter, large LED screen. So people drive in, they stay in their car, they maintain social distance, and they tune in on their car radio. Is it?
14: That's correct. We get the frequency at the door where, when they check in. They don't need to even roll the window down. Uh, they book online at uh, badboysbbq.ie, select movie tickets. Then um, they went, on the day, they, they can get there 30 minutes, 45 minutes early. Um, they're parked up, tune the radio in, and everything is contactless. We want people to stay safe and stay in their car. We also do have a delivery service. Um, where you can order pre-order food or ice cream or sweets for the kids and we will bring them to the door leave them at the driver's door you can open your driver's door and take them and all the staff, the delivery staff have full PPE on, change their gloves every single order but we just, we really wanted to plan something to try get us back to work and as well, I, I have two few kids just something for the kids to do during the weekend you know?
1: Yeah, and what sort of movies?
14: Okay, the good stuff Tomorrow, this evening, we have Step Brothers at 9 o'clock. Then this weekend, we have Ice Age. We have American Gangster for the Denzel Washington fans out there. We have uh, School of Rock, Jack Black. He's a very special. Very, I'm looking forward to that one myself. And then uh, for the Chick Flicks, we have the Notebook on Sunday evening. So there's something there for everybody, whether you want to take your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, wife, or you want to pack the kids in the car.
1: That sounds fantastic. How much is it for a car to get in, and how many cars can you accommodate?
14: It's €30 Euros per car, so we've, uh, if, if your car can hold 5 people, 5 people, 6 people, 6, six people is the maximum. And um, we w- we're going to limit it at 100 cars per show.
1: Okay, and how do people sitting in the back seat, for instance, get to see the movie?
14: Well, it's a 9-metre screen by 6-metre screen, so we strategically laid it out. we done an event in Nice Door in June and they actually had up 200 cars there. The screen is able to... It, it, it's built for 220 cars, but obviously due to COVID, we're only taking 100 to make sure everybody has maximum view.
1: Okay, and even if you're sitting in the back, you reckon you'll be able to see the the screen properly, oh, and of yes. course you, you have your radio tuned in, so you have all the, the hi-fi in the car.
14: Yes. The only thing we ask is, if during the musicals, if uh, you think you can sing and everybody else doesn't, please roll your windows up. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had Mam and me last weekend, and oh my god, the staff had to wear earplugs in some cars.
1: And has it been successful? Are, are you hitting the hundred cars?
14: No, not at the moment. That's where we're with Hugo is and um, that's why I gave you a ring this morning. Oh, great. We're not at 100 cars at the moment and we
1: just need the support, you know. Most importantly, look, uh, it's, a, it's a very novel thing. Even if you try it once, you might like it and do it again and again and again. How do people get in touch and book their tickets?
14: Uh, they can contact uh, badboysbbq.ie forward slash drive in tickets or contact us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Cork Safety Alerts, shout out to them guys are really helping us there um, Cork, you look like we are getting a lot of support we right. really
1: appreciate it Okay Martin got to leave it there best of luck to you and all concerned Fantastic. the 30 families concerned there Now we started with Cork Talent we're going to finish with Cork Talent we we're hoping uh, to speak to Aaron Hill Times against us though but we do want to speak to James Sugru who's playing in the Irish Open today James is originally from Mallow Good morning James Good morning mate This is a big day for you tell us all about it
3: um, it's just I suppose my second round there is open. Um played played well yesterday. Uh um, bit of a frost delay this morning. Um I was supposed to be out at ten past one. I'm now not out until what is it, I think two forty. So it's looking unlikely that we'll get the uh, second round played today. Well, every everyone definitely won't get into that, mm-hmm. hopefully I will get in, possibly. Um I'm just looking forward to getting out
1: there now and going again. OK, happy to represent you. The Cork is really leading the way with sporting at the moment. All your colleagues at Sugar's Furniture in Malla, which I assume is the family business, want to wish you all the very best. Uh, so you're playing at 2.40. Uh, keep in touch. Leave us know how you're doing. Very best of luck to you in the Irish Open today, James Sugar. You know, you know Aaron Hill beat Ronnie O'Sullivan, so there's no pressure. Like. No pressure at all on you. <laughs> Thanks, thanks a million all the best and uh, Dan, thanks a million cheers bye bye and that just about wraps up pity we couldn't get to talk to Aaron Hill but maybe Neil will get uh, a chat with him when he returns next Monday that just about wraps up my time here it's been a brilliant two weeks uh, no small thanks uh, to the great team that Neil has uh, behind him here and that is Emma Hill and Mark Willington and the sniffer himself a man who can sniff out a story uh, only a, almost as good as my late friend Frank O'Brien and that is uh, Seamus Whelan and to uh, Rapunzel She spends a lot on her hair, but she's the senior producer and has made sure that the Neil Prendival Show over the last two weeks has been the most content-laden broadcast talk show in Irish radio. So my thanks to Brenda Dennehy. This is Mick Mulcahy. Have a nice weekend. Neil returns Monday morning.
5: Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out
14: redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.